I thought you were dead. Sun out of your eyes and be yourself. Heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back then. It was worse than dead. He must be dead. Is this a dead man, Doctor? They should do a Harry Potter for porn. Like you have House of Brazzers, House of Evil Angel, House of, I don't know, X Hamster. Well, yeah. They live outside in the trailer. <laughs> the music park, you're saying? No, like a Harry Potter for porn. That'd be a good movie. That would just be people having sex. <laughs> no, but like probably, not even. They probably have one like that already. Not even like a porno, but like, like a spoof on Harry Potter, and it's like these. People that like get abducted and like have to join this pornography school full of wizards. So you mean like the same thing that happens with wizards being chosen, like Tom yeah. Riddle, like Degrassi. Yeah. You're it's just porn stars like Johnny Sins came out of his mother's womb, destined to be a porn star. Yeah, like they got to cheat. They got to teach them the ways of the porn. Oh, they gotta teach them so all like the a, magic a big, shots. Oh. A big half giant shows up at their house and is like, "You're a porno, Johnny." Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a I'm a what? Let me see that dangerous dong, Harry. I always notice that I'm horny all the time. <laughs> well, don't mind that you're 13, Harry. It's got <laughs> something to do with you're a porn. <laughs> it's instead of getting wands, they get like uh, webcams to start their shows. This is a terrible thing. This is like <laughs> no, a but mad they're We're writing. We're, I don't want to do mad. I don't want Mad TV to listen to this, and we're doing their job for them. This big, is terrible. <laughs> big Mad TV is listening. Yeah, always are. They are. They are. All right, let's roll in the show. Let's get going. Yeah. Guys, it's time to start Roast Mortem. Welcome to it, Roast Mortem. It's the only show worth quoting on any of your thesis papers. My name is Tom. I'm Professorio Travisio. I'm Student Mike. Uh, I'm Connor. I'm wearing a tie. Yeah, Looking he's good. a professor. Look at him. Look at this Look man. Look at this smart man. gentleman. I forgot my glasses, though, so I don't know. Are you going to be able to read the script? Yeah, it just might hurt my eyes a little. Mm, okay. Mm. I'll, I'll take so, it. Yeah, I'll take so, it. Sometimes you need to cl climb Everest with no feet, no shoes, no That's backpack. Right. You're going to get up there. The Sherpa's going to be like, hello, welcome to the store at the top of Everest. We sell burgers. Welcome to Meta Walmart. You just climbed Mount Everest. <laughs> Would you like to post this on your Facebook page? Gosh, I'm so excited for the future. But before we get into that, the past. This week, Connor, how was your week? My week was good. I don't think there was anything too notable that happened. I'm trying to recall what I... Oh, I celebrated my dad's birthday, which was nice. It was fun. Yes, dad! Yeah, and uh, my sister's boyfriend, his birthday is the day before my dad's birthday, oh, so we had a whole... Happy birthday. We all went out to the house and ordered pizza and pasta and hung out. Okay. That was nice. That's good. Pizza. Yeah, that was good. Pizza nice. and pasta. You know, you guys are always eating Italian food, yeah, your we family. like Italian food. Really, for a bunch of Irish people. Yeah, big big Italian food fans. Mm. It's good. Long Island. I'm You're hungry. supposed to eat your cabbages like a good patty. Um, Mike, you over there. You had a week? long week, didn't you? Yeah, I guess. Uh, it was crazy. Just say uh, yes. I got. No, I don't think I got anything this week. I think I'm just that fried. Oh, come on. 
Mike, what were you doing last week when we had Dylan from Not From Consumption in Dimebag? Um, I was having a bad time last week. I, I don't want to talk about last week. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> can you hint? You don't have to get into it. Uh, it's just like some personal shit. It's, uh, it has to do with like work and shit. I don't want to talk about it on, okay. on the show. But we're past it. It's not with it's a moving it's on. It's some bullshit. I've moved past it. I'm like, whatever. If it was you with uh, about a woman, we would want to know. But nah, no, no woman. Okay, so so, it's so Mike, Mike makes no skateboards woman, no for Mike makes skateboards for a living. So I'm assuming this argument or whatever was like, nah, bro. And you're like, yo, bro. And he's like, no, yeah, bro. Uh, Kickflip, bro. Kick no, his mahalos weren't flip. on point, and I was upset. It's like, yeah, I think our business model should do a bit of a 180 here. <laughs> See that? See what hey. I've done? I, like what, I like what you did there. I like that segue. Yeah, you can uh, you can get a raise with that line. Guaranteed. Yeah. Maybe. One day. <laughs> hey, uh, Tom, how was your week? Come on, you're just uh, asking everyone else. How about yourself? You know what? I was asking everyone else. Um, my week was fine. Let's see, I went to the gym today, and someone told me to get off a machine because they were doing a, a power set. What? Yeah. He was like, uh, but he asked, but too aggressively. He was just like, I'm in the middle uh, of a power set. I need that machine. I was like, well, there's another one next to it. <laughs> But he, I don't know. Power that was stupid. set, bro. Bro. Let's see. I was supposed to. I was under the impression. I think I talked about it last week. My tonsils were supposed to come out, but then it turned into a consult thing. So I went to the consult uh, with this new doctor who's going to take my tonsils out, but he also checked out the rest of my head. And he looked back in the adenoids area, which is new to me. I never heard that word. It's like a tonsil behind your nose. Aren't those like sacks? Like just. Things like in that. there. Yeah. I had mine taken out. Yeah, because you, you yeah. said you hadn't taken out because you were a little kid and you were having a hard time like, breathing. I was, yeah, it stops breathing in my sleep. My mom would like freak out. Right. This doctor, yeah. he looked. He looked at my head. He was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like all your airways are closed up. And then he made some like really bad George Floyd joke. And um, <laughs> then I, oh, I was God. like, "Well, when can we schedule this appointment?" Anyway, it's coming out. That's They're a hip violation. Well, yeah, exactly. I don't want to put this guy on the coals for one very funny but uh, off-color joke. Uh, wait, Travis. so wait, you're getting your abnor? You're getting your abs removed and put into your abs? <laughs> That's it. I'm getting my abs removed. <laughs> Tom can suck yeah, his own dick. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. Me and Marilyn Manson both in jail. <laughs> uh, Travis, how was your week? So uh, my week was good. I had two things go on. Uh, I was on. Uh, last week, so when this comes out, not this week's episode, the previous episode of Not For Human Consumption got very uh, toasty with the boys, Dylan. Um, I may have slagged off our sponsor. Uh. <laughs> what did you say about Viking jewelry? I said I said some of their designs are a little bit uh, weird. It's fine. But I've actually ordered some, so they're in You're the You're the only person. Yeah, yeah I am the only person. for every person, you know? Yeah. They yeah. got designs for everybody. They got mm -hmm. designs for everyone. Uh, also, I had half of my teeth cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bottom, top, or left and right? It was left and right. So <laughs> I'm doing, <laughs> doing, doing, the deep, doing the deep clean. So they, you know, they went in there, they fucking scraped out all that plaque. Woo! Baby, they could build a little tiny house out of that plaque. Wow, you're that disgusting. So I, I only had three cavities. For not going to the dentist for eight years, only three cavities, not bad. Why have you not gone to the dentist for eight years? No time. I'm a busy man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight years, Travis? 
Yo, I don't know. Who likes so wait, to go they, to the they did one side and they were just like, all right, let's put this horse away. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was in the dentist tired. for four hours. The left and right four thing hours? is the what part the that really fuck? baffles me. Four hours and left and right. Yeah, yeah. what is that about? <laughs> what <laughs> what yeah, like and concrete in your dude, fucking this mouth, was like dude, this. I've never, I've never even been to a dentist's office like this. It was like a spa, dude. They had like weird music playing. They had a TV on the uh, ceiling. So when you the, were getting you your, sure they weren't ripping your teeth. Horrible. Oh, it was great, dude. Great times. I like, you know, it, I, I don't mind Has, the dentist shout out, that shout much. Out, shout out to Bling Dental. <laughs> is that any, what this uh, is? Like, Are you yeah. sure you weren't getting fitted for, for grills? Toothpaste? Like, Dude, I want to get grills. <laughs> Do they have the option to kill you? Like, you know when you're sitting in a dentist chair and, and you just want to die? I feel like yeah. any dentist has the option. <laughs> hey, can you just jab a, like whoops. a huge dose of Novocaine right in my heart? <laughs> well, just yeah. like I don't know, like the, the Novocaine's not working because I could still feel the pressure and the whirling sound is. You could just kill me. Yeah, <laughs> how's that? Just sound? finish it off. <laughs> yeah. Well, enough about my teeth and my drinking habits, Connor. Who else got killed at the dentist? Well, speaking of this teeth. Week, the person that we're going to be talking about today reportedly had an extra canine in their mouth. Really? Which was Woo! a sign of good fortune for the ancient Romans. All right. Oh, so, so he was like extra dog? She was <gasps> quite extra. Ooh. It's we're going to be year. talking. It's woman's year. We're going to be talking about Agrippina the Younger. Oh, hell yeah. So a little bit of backstory. When I was looking about who I wanted to pick, I had trouble picking someone that I could have, like, find enough information on to do a full episode that you guys also hadn't already done yet. And I almost picked uh, Alcibiades, but you had already done an episode on him. Yeah, we did that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. he was the like Athenian who like kept betraying the Athenians and the Spartans going back and forth. Yeah, he's a fancy boy. So I looked up Agrippina. If you'd done her, you hadn't. You have done her son and maybe her brother. I don't know if you did her brother. Agrippina, <sighs> fuck. Because I... Agrippina was the granddaughter of Emperor Augustus, the first emperor of Rome. The great niece of Tiberius, the second emperor of Rome, the brother of Caligula, the third emperor of Rome, the husband of Claudius, the fourth emperor of Rome, and the mother of Nero, the fifth emperor of Rome. Okay. All right. Uh, so I, I know a lot about how dirty this is going to get. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's why I printed out this handy dandy family tree. <laughs> Because it gets oh, wow. real confusing real fast. And with Agrippina being involved in all of it, she's like the hinge point of this family tree. It's all like revolving around her. It's a lot of sucking I'm and so, fucking. I'm so glad you did her because on, um, on the Nero episode, I was like, we kind of glanced over her life just because we were. Ju I was just kind of like, we got to talk about Nero. There's a lot of shit with Nero. I oh, promise yeah. we're going to come back to Agrippina. And now we are. Dogs. Now we are. I'm glad you did enough research to look in the back catalog because I know you're relatively... You know, you're newer to the show. But how funny would it be if one day I came in and was like, guys, get ready, we're going to do Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> or even better, Oliver Reed. <laughs> and we're like, ooh, going to have an awkward conversation here. It's just part due. It's a remake. It's like how they do in the video game world. It's what they do in apparently every world. Yeah. yeah. Marvel Universe, Spider-Man 800. <laughs> so two quick things of housekeeping before we jump into her biography just to pre prepare us for the story of Agrippina. One is a little historiography. For those who don't know what that word means, it means the, hi the study, the history of history. 
So oh. like we have all these figures in the past. So how do we know like the what the people are writing about them after them? How does that change? So that's tough because Agrippina is a woman in a man's world, and of all the major like things written about ancient Rome at the time, only three major literary sources even mention her. All of those were written like between sixty to two hundred years after she was alive, so not the oh, most wow. reputable to begin with. Okay. And all the stuff they wrote about her is just in her relationship to men. So mm. probably really biased is what we're going to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. We're well, still wading we, through the bias here. This is Roast Morning. We don't do bias, but we also do bias because we like bias. I don't care. So They're dead. What are they going to do? Yeah. What are they going to do? Sue us? And these historians are dead. Yeah. yeah. Fuck <laughs> that. I'm telling you, if you were an old CGI, Roman boy, if, yeah, if you're an old Roman boy and you've come back to life and you're like, hey, oh, these guys are not telling the truth. Well, then maybe we have a bigger problem. Maybe we got zombies. Oh, no one yeah. wants a zombies. Well, if they're zombies, that's a problem. But if they're totally uh, coherent, then I'll just bring them to the AMC movie theater. And they can die of eating <laughs> popcorn and watching Spider-Man 8. Yeah. <sighs> Flavor Who cares? They're going to get stuck <laughs> in there. They're going to think it's a god. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the second little bit of housekeeping I wanted to do is last time I did a script, uh, Hetty Green. Yeah, I tra I spent like five minutes trashing the author of the book that I read. Yeah, I want to do the opposite today, just to balance it out. Book I read was awesome; highly recommend it. It's Hell called yeah. Agrippina, Empress, Exile, Hustler, and Whore: A Biography of the Most Extraordinary Woman in the Roman World by Emma Southen. Emma, shout out to Emma. Shout out Emma. Woman's Year. Woo! Great, great book she wrote. Emma, you want some roast morning koozies? We got she a lot talks of a lot about the story of David Cameron <laughs> fucking a pig. Comparing that to like the stories of the Agrippina, it's great. Wait, what? Never heard this story. David Cameron fucking a pig. Well, yeah, is so that a someone black wrote like mirror an, thing? Well, no, the Black Mirror mm. thing is based off this story of when David Cameron was in power. Someone wrote like the unauthorized biography, so like mostly f fake. And in one of the stories, it's he was like with his buddies in college, really drunk, and they brought out a pig and were like eating a pig, like the full roasted pig. And apparently, he whipped his dick out and put it in the pig's mouth. And then, like, that word-of-mouth story spread to David Cameron fucked a pig, where it's not real. Everyone knows it didn't actually happen, but it's, like, uh, a larger-than-life story, and that's like, kind of how she talks about all my, the scandals we're going to get into. My like job, telephone. My yeah, job as exactly. a historian would to go, it probably happened because I just heard it. And yeah, yeah. that's why Tom's on a podcast and not writing books. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's why it ends up in your research paper. Mm-hmm. All right. That's so now, let's get to Agrippina. Let's forget about the historiography and whether or not any of this is true and just tell a good story. Hell yeah. So Julia Agrippina Minor is born on November 6th, 15 AD as a member of the ruling Julio-Claudian dynasty. Now, uh, something that we're going to have to also talk about is the Romans had like five names for boys and girls and cycled through them constantly. So there's going to be a lot of repeat names. Ooh, love that. She's love Agrippina. That. Her mom is Agrippina. Her granddad is Agrippa. So all these names are just like he's Agrippa, so his daughters are Agrippina and his granddaughter is Agrippina too. It's really what stupid. Is. I grip her, she grips a pina. <laughs> so as I said, <sighs> she's coming. the daughter of Vipsania Agrippina and her dad is none other than Germanicus. Now, Germanicus was basically the most popular dude in Rome at this time. He's not ruling but he's like the next generation in line. He's like the heir apparent. Okay. Everyone loves this guy. Germanicus can do no wrong. Probably wore pit vipers. Probably. Yeah. 
Seems like the guy that would have worn pit vipers back in the day. Awesome. Probably. Like they were pit pit viper laurels, right? So they're like the laurels on the side of the head, but they're all like That's yeah. something we might want to pass off to our friends. Should. Oh, that'd be cool. Um so not only were her parents quite popular or quite powerful people in their own right, but uh on the maternal side, I think again, the family lines are really confusing. Her grandfather is Augustus, the first emperor. And on the other side is Agrippa, who is like the reason Augustus even came to power. So big dynasty family. Oh. That um, was she was show. born. What was that? That was a show. Dynasty? Wasn't that yeah. in the 70s? I think so. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was born in a Roman legionary camp near the Rhine River, um, where Germanicus was on his way to becoming the most beloved figure in Rome. Hence the name Germanicus, because he spent time conquering Germany. Oh. And he, Germanicus, was the nephew and adopted son of the current emperor, and that is Tiberius. No one liked Tiberius. He would be a great uh, subject for one of these, because he's just like, by the time he's gone, he's just an angry, pervert old man who fucks off to an island by himself in self-imposed exile. Oh. We'll get to him. I feel... I feel like that's the dream of most people. On the surface, it is until you get to like what he was actually doing, and then you're like, ooh, it's like a little Epstein Island. Uh, oh, okay. oh, all right. yeah. See, I wasn't sure if it was like a Napoleon exile, no, where it's like, no, no, oh, no, no. Napoleon, we don't like you, so go to a gorgeous island in the Mediterranean for the rest of your life. Okay, you come back, go back there. <laughs> Um, so she spent most of her early childhood kind of just following her parents around. Germanicus is fighting, leading armies. Uh, probably the first time she ever went to Rome itself was for her father's triumph, which was going to be a huge deal. First triumph to be celebrated in Rome in like 30 years. So big, big, giant party. First time she's ever in the Imperial City. Her dad is the main attraction. So she's like, oh, this is the status we deserve. We're the best of the best. No one's better than me and my family. She's like two or three like, at this time. It's like, I don't know, does Derek Jeter have children? Like a Derek, da- Derek Jeter's daughter at the Jeter Day Parade or yeah. whatever they do in New York. I don't know sports, Connor. Help me. <laughs> you're, you're close enough. It's the all right. Jeter Day Parade. <laughs> Let that soak Yeah, good. I was there last year. It was pretty sick. <laughs> I brought my daughter. <laughs> you left without your daughter. Yeah, I left my daughter there. I don't, I don't want a kid anymore. <laughs> As a tribute. Derek Jeter, take care of my daughter. (laughs) Drive them down in the storage containers to Fort Lauderdale and have them delivered (laughs) in his backyard. I got a coupon for you, Derek. Uh, So we don't really know much about her childhood, mainly because, one, she's a woman, and two, uh, she's a kid. So they don't really write about, like a double reason not to write about her or talk about what she's doing. Uh, So we're going to talk about what her dad was doing at this time, because in 19 AD... He's the most popular Roman in the world. Everyone can't wait until he's emperor and they replace old Tiberius. And then, shockingly, Germanicus falls ill while in the east and dies. At the hmm. young age of like 33 or COVID? 34. Uh, might have been COVID. Words right out of my mouth, Mike. Might have been COVID. <laughs> Mind readers. Also might have been poisoning by old emperor Tiberius. Oh. oh, I mean, how far was Germanicus East? Was he might have been in a town, little town called Wuhan? <laughs> no, he wasn't that far. East. No, not that okay. far. Okay. No, he right. he was in Egypt, and then he like made his way up the Levant, and then he died somewhere in like modern day Syria, probably. 
That's uh, well, that's not new. Yeah, no, that's close <laughs> enough to Wuhan. Um, yeah. So <laughs> the allegations of poisoning were going to stick no matter what, just because like, oh, it's the heir apparent that everyone loves dies suddenly when he's young, so everyone's like, oh, he must have been poisoned. He probably was just sick because he'd been sick for like four months and then died, and then everyone's like, it must have been poisoning. Yeah, oh, and it's kind of okay, like okay. no, he oh, was in, right. he was like on a like riverboat in the Nile, which is known for malaria. Yeah. At the time, oh. and then like got sick there, made it to Syria, and then died. And everyone's like, it, "He got poisoned in Syria, right?" Well, and the, it was Tiberius. The answer's right in front of us, and no one's really saying it. It's poisonous mosquitoes. Yeah, poisonous mosquitoes yeah. trained also, by Tiberius. The, yes, <laughs> that's a little. That sounds exactly what the media would do today. They're like, "Oh my god, he died. Must be foul play." It'd be like if Joe Biden died of an aneurysm right now, and everyone's like, oh, he had to have been poisoned. I Forget the fact that he's a 98-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be the one exception politically. Yeah, like, even yeah. Mitch McConnell, people are like, ah, I don't know. But Joe Biden's just like, he he died. Everyone be like, ah, okay. Makes sense. That's what happens oh. to the olds. Oh, the air hit me too hard. <laughs> Got blown away. Uh, so this is just the first of many... Poisoning, not poisoning, is we're going to cover today. Very cool. common in the early Roman period, where if anyone anyone died, it had to have been poisoned. And then the other reason they would have died is they got stabbed by a Roman legionary. <laughs> That's kind of how everyone meets their end. Okay, fair enough. That's so, be careful with them gladiuses. Creates a huge outpouring of public emotion, public mourning. Um, in the book, they compared it to like when Diana died or when JFK was assassinated. Oh, like shit. a whole nation in shock. Of like their crown prince dying, mm. um, like when those two towers died. R.I.P. Not not so much like nine eleven. <laughs> Rip. My it's God. like when Bob Saget died. You know, it it's kind of oh, like yeah. when Bob Saget died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Rough. That was you guys terrible. remember that? Really, we were all like, <laughs> everyone just out in the streets screaming, tearing their clothes yeah. apart. That's what was Every, happening when Germanicus died. Yeah, everyone's gonna remember. Th listen to me, son. You're gonna remember where you were when Bob Saget died. I do. I was, I'll never forget that. I was in my kitchen. Germanicus, guys. We're talking about Germanicus right now. Don't you remember? <laughs> You've obviously forgotten. You don't it's read the bumper stickers. Avenge right. Germanicus. So uh, he dies. He's um, Then there's this huge, big funeral procession as Agrippina the Elder, um, her, Germanicus' wife and Agrippina's mother, brings the uh, urn of his ashes back to Rome. And this becomes like a huge deal. There's a really cool Renaissance painting of her like landing on the shores of Italy with like this huge crowd gathered around. Um, she meets her daughter Agrippina at the shore. They start building up this like parade. More and more san senators and generals and famous people coming to mourn with them. Tiberius never joins the funeral procession and does not go to the funeral, even though he's what? emperor. And this what is dick? the heir apparent. So that's why this one might maybe there was some truth to the poisoning. Uh, that or he had just finished building a water slide. Maybe. Yeah. With little boys at the bottom that were going to tickle him when he got to the bottom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's what Tiberius liked. Yeah, oh, David the Cameron. Roman, the Roman <laughs> splish splash, yeah. aka the locker room of splish splash. <laughs> Ew. Oh. Damn. You just made Mike real upset. <laughs> I was thinking about Bob Saget still. <laughs> All right, we're moving along. You can come back to Bob Saget. Uh, so when Agrippina the Elder finally gets back to Rome with the ashes, they're interred in the mausoleum of Augustus, um, and she starts to carry out a plan of vengeance against Tiberius. 
Uh, this is complicated by the fact that Tiberius's Praetorian prefect, a guy by the name of Sejanus, uh, <laughs> also was maneuvering to be named Tiberius's heir. He was like, I, I like want his to name. be emperor. Sejanus, yeah. It's literally spelled S-E-J anus. <laughs> um, and uh, in the like BBC production of I, Claudius in the 70s, Sejanus is played by Patrick Stewart with hair. Nice. What? Look oh. up Sejanus Patrick hair? Stewart, you'll be like, whoa, who is this handsome devil? That's Sejanus. Yeah. I, I didn't even know he had hair. He just looks like a baby. Like, I, I feel like he, I, I he just never grew out a baby head. It mode. looks exactly like Patrick Stewart, and he looks like he's wearing a wig, but I think it's his real <laughs> hair. <laughs> you know, when you have that clean of a slate, you can very easily duct tape some hair on. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Tiberius never would get, like, never, he and Agrippina were always going to, uh, the elder, this is again, her mom, um, were always going to be out of heads over once this whole Germanicus thing happened. They were never going to reconcile. And this is around when Tiberius decides to fuck off. He's like, fuck, the, fuck Rome, fuck the Senate, fuck all of you. I'm going to my island, and I'm going to hang out there, and Sejanus is in charge of the day-to-day, and I'll, he can send me letters about the important stuff. Yeah, you got a problem? Talk to my anus. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sir Janus. Shut up. <laughs> That's what I said, my anus. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Tiberius doesn't go alone. He brings some of the royal coterie with him, but he also brings Ju- uh, our Agrippina's brother by the name of Gaius, also known as Caligula. So Gaius Ooh. is on the uh, little Epstein Island with Tiberius while all this is happening. Vibes. And what is happening is Sejanus is trying to destroy everyone in the Julio-Claudian dynasty so that he is the only choice to be emperor when Tiberius dies. Smart. Yeah, smart. He wasn't planning it very well, though. Um, he oversteps by trying to exile Agrippina the Elder and all of her other sons. Tiberius finally is like, all right, I guess this guy has to go. And Sejanus is quickly murdered. But Tiberius will not forgive Agrippina. He continues the exile anyway, even though that was like the straw that broke the camel's back with Sejanus, he's still like, whatever. It's kind of like he thought Sejanus had earned too much power, even though he did something that he wanted to do. It's because he wasn't doing it. It's like, I want to exile them, not you, so I'm going to kill you and exile them. Right. Okay. Tiberius is kind of crazy guy. See, that is crazy. Pride, guys. Dude, I, I, I feel like, especially now that we got you on the show, Connor, and you're such a you have such a love for Roman history. We're going to be going back and doing these people. Like you said, Tiberius. Yeah. Cla- uh, you Definitely know, we uh, should do Tiberius. Caligula. Caligula would be a good one. <laughs> yeah. Claudius, too. Claudius. Um, so he still orders them to be exiled. Doesn't stop there. He constantly orders them beaten. One time, Agrippina the Elder is beaten so badly, her eye falls out. Ew. Yeah. Uh, and Pop finally, right back he in. decides, I'm done with them. Orders them to be murdered. So Agri- our Agrippina, Agrippina the Younger, her mom is dead. Now her dad is dead. Her mom has been put to death by her great uncle. And her two older brothers have also been put to death by her great uncle. Not great. She's 16 at this time. And she's been married for three years. And the reason we kind of skipped over that is because, again, the sources don't really mention it until this moment. Right. They're like, oh, right. Brian, she's gonna- been married for a while. I was going to say, she's 16. She's a fucking old hag. Yeah. I imagine what she's thinking. Like she's her all of her family's dying like this, and she's like in the middle of trying to get her driver's permit, and <laughs> this is just unfolding. She's gonna like, study for the SATs, right? Like, exactly. How is this sweet sixteen coming up? So God, unfair, right? I like, have another. 
I have another funeral coming up, and I have to cancel my appointment appointment to Claire's. You know, they're going to get my ears pierced, and this is the third time I can't get my ears I've pierced. I've run out of black dresses. It's I've worn every single one. <laughs> it's a burden. Sure is. Yeah. So uh, her marriage had been arranged by Tiberius because, obviously, he's the emperor, the head of the family. Who else is going to tell her who to marry? And it was to a man by the name of Gnaeus Domitius Ahenobarbus. Most people just called him Domitius because that's a mouthful. He was 20 years older than her, classic, and extremely wealthy. But he was also a huge dick that everyone hated and was noted for being extremely like petulant and cruel for no reason. Um, one story is that he reportedly killed a slave because the slave was more sober than he was. <laughs> what? Which? What? <laughs> yeah, like they were like at like at a drinking game. He was losing, so he o- killed the slave. God, you guys, all everyone on the show, would be dead if that was how I acted. Uh, one time, a man of an equestrian rank, which is like the knight class of the Romans, was a little mean to him. So uh, Domitius walked up and ripped this guy's eye out. Ew, I'd snuff him right And one time he was riding his horse in the street and just like gestured to his companions to a small poor child and then rode the child down with his horse, killing him. Oh, just gladiatored that bitch? Mm. Just for fun. So that's Domitius. If only he had GTA, he'd be right. That's Agrippina's husband. God. Yeah, was that was that in GTA? Like how kids say in Minecraft? No, I could have prevented <laughs> him from doing that if he had GTA uh, okay. to get his anger out. <laughs> yeah. And that's why that's right. true. That's and why video games save lives. That's why you yeah. wear a mask, you know? Yeah. Because like if a, if a guy just tries to run over you with a horse, you're safe. You can smell your own breath. You're yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> <laughs> you could smell the iron in your blood bubbling out of your mouth. <laughs> Dude, like, I guess sick. Thank God. I could smell my half unclean teeth. <laughs> Now, at this point, we still don't know much about what Agrippina's doing, what her thoughts are. Um, she could have been doing the most insane shit, but the fact that it didn't affect Tiberius means no one would have put it in history, or she's just hanging out as a classic rich royal woman, just chilling, being a good Roman traditional wife. We don't know. Eating probably, grapes and shit. Probably, probably a little not. somewhere down the middle. I'm thinking just she based has... off her later life, I don't think she would have just been sitting back without, without agency, basically. I think she got herself a pair of soap shoes and was grinding all over the forum. You know what I mean? No, she wouldn't be allowed in the forum. She's a woman. She's a woman. God but if it. she's wearing soap shoes... No, we'll see when she's allowed in the, the forum, because she is allowance. allowed in the forum later. Because we're about to get some good, solid information, because she is about to re-enter the history books. Because Tiberius, after a long illness, dies on his little island, and he is named Gaius, or Caligula, his heir. And on March 16th, in the year 37, he becomes emperor, thus making Agrippina one of the most important women in the Roman world now. Um, now, the name Caligula uh, translates to little boots, or m- some historians say it's more accurate to say, like, bootykins, like tiny little booties. <laughs> okay, that's very cute. <laughs> because, yeah, they're like, we should, they, they really want people to stop calling him Caligula, because it would be, I'm, I was trying to think of a comparison for it. It makes no sense why we call him Caligula, because no one ever called him Caligula. It, he was Gaius. He was Caesar, really, but Gaius was what he was called before he was Caesar. Are you saying it's like if Tiny Tim wasn't a great musician, but rather a serial killer? It'd be like if Tiny Tim became like dictator of the United States and was like a ruthless person that everyone hated, and then 200 years later, instead of calling him Timothy whatever, people are like, let's call him Tiny Tim to mock him now that he's dead. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because he was Caligula when he was a Tim. little kid. Because he would walk around with like, as a toy soldier in the army camps, 
And all the soldiers are like, ah, oh, look at him in his little Caligula. Oh. So that was his nickname when he was like two. I had no idea. It's just always been his name ever since then. <laughs> I mean, to, I didn't know that. To the English speaker, I, Caligula sounds pretty name. brutal. Yeah, yeah, brutal. Yeah, cool name. So uh, I might be yeah, calling well, him we, guys. Well, we d- I might be calling him Caligula. D- We're going to go back and forth. We don't call Ronald Reagan by his acting nickname back in the day, which was Large Dong Reg. <laughs> we know him as Ronald Reagan. He we, we do call Nancy Reagan the throat goat. So Oh, throat goat, yeah. <laughs> well, that stuck. <laughs> uh, All right. Good. So, now that we've got the little boots out of the way, um, he was Caligula, Gaius, was the favorite of Germanicus and Agrippina the Elder. He was, um, they like loved him, they adored him, always were doting on him. And he avoided the prosecutions of his older brothers because he was so much younger at the time that Tiberius was kind of losing his mind. So by the time Tiberius settled down and was like, oh, I do need an heir, he stopped killing Gaius even though he'd already killed his brothers and his mom and was raising him to be his heir. Um, however, he kept kind of pushing it off. So in Rome, and this is going to we're going to talk about with Nero, um, like the bar mitzvah that you would go through, I have it written down somewhere, is like when you change from the kid's toga to the men's toga. Uh-huh. It usually happened when you're like 13. And Tiberius didn't let Caligula go through that ceremony until he was like 20. <laughs> so it'd be like being held back in middle school because your dad doesn't want you to like take power from him. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, That's Wait, funny. Yeah. Like so that. Something instead of in, instead of Caligula, we should be calling him like Billy Madison. Yeah, <laughs> it's <kinda> like <laughs> yeah. So it was like a form of punishment that he like never got to participate in Roman civic life. He wasn't a man until he was nineteen, and then eight years later, he's emperor after spending those eight years living on Epstein Island with Tiberius. So it, that's kind of why Caligula goes nuts. <laughs> is, also, did did he bench? Caligula? Yeah, you think he was Probably. a strong guy? Yeah, no, it's like mentioned that he liked to work out and like do the fake soldier shit right. like Joaquin Phoenix does in the movies. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Old so like he Valor. was kind of, he probably was kind of jacked, you know? Okay, that's good. Tiberius, so, though, so, no, old old man. Another yeah, weird little out. fact about growing up a little boy in, uh, in Rome is that these kids that were like, you know, Caligula or whatever growing up that were from some noble family would basically be given... The survivor immunity amulet, so they wouldn't be touched when they <laughs> go out in public. Yeah, <laughs> they're like. But if you didn't yeah. have, yeah, if you didn't have that immunity thing, your butthole's fair game. <laughs> I mean, it unless if like, you have the immunity thing and you're like, I want my butthole to be, yeah, used. That was normal for them to like bang kids in like that time, right? It was like, uh, yeah, from my understanding, like yeah, it was like a. It's it was we don't really a, like it's a kinda. bonding thing, right? It's, yeah, so it's hard to tell. So, um, I have heard that they have this mentality. I don't know how young the boys were, but the, like, the practice of insertion was, if you're the- like manhood if, or something If like you're that. the person inserting, yeah. you're the man. Yeah, and it doesn't matter yeah. what the hole is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. guys could fuck guys as long as they weren't being fucked by guys. Yeah, so like, if a, if a rich Roman senator was fucking his male slaves, it was fine. Yeah. As long as uh, he did it in private- and didn't like boast about it. They didn't give a shit. But Unless if he if, was receiving, oh yeah, boy, that's now we got problems. Unless if it was that one day, and I think we talked about it in Nero in the Nero episode. There was like one day yeah. of the year oh, there was like reverse the day. It's, it's yeah, either Lupercal <laughs> or Saturnalia, where it's like the slaves yeah, so are the true. masters, the masters are the slaves. So yeah. dumb. Yeah. Don't give them the taste of that. Don't yeah. let them know <laughs> you're gonna that's get fucking. Tough. <laughs> uh, you're gonna get revolution, Don. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Alright, so despite uh, Gaius slash Caligula being really unprepared to become emperor, everyone was really excited for it. One, and most importantly, he wasn't Tiberius. Everyone hated Tiberius by this point. Right. Two, and almost just as important, is he is the son of Germanicus. Again, hmm. even though Germanicus is dead at this point for like 10 years, his memory looms over this entire story because... 30 years after this, Agrippina is going to be able to say, I am the daughter of Germanicus, and everyone's going to be like, yeah, you're right. we got to do what she says. She's the daughter of Germanicus. That's just how popular that dude was. Wow. Gotcha. Right, little Don Trump Jr. Yeah. And that also gave Gaius, and then subsequently Agrippina, the undying loyalty of all the legions because of how much they loved Germanicus. Uh, so Gaius begins his reign by rehabbing his mother's image because her memory had been damned by Tiberius. Uh, he's highlighting his connection to the divine Augustus, and in doing this, he also elevated his sisters, and so this is Agrippina, who we're going to be talking about all day today, and Lavilla and Drusilla. Again, a lot of just basic names from Romans where it's always the same ones. Um, they were given the rights and powers of Vestal Virgins, and overnight became the most powerful women in Rome. Uh, Vestal Virgins... Uh, were the priestesses, and they were, like, the highest rank a woman could achieve, and Gaius is like, you have that power now, all of a sudden. Nice. Even though they wait. don't have to swear oh. the celibacy part of it. Wait, 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 I like dicks. Whoa, 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 no, whoa. Don't make me that. Have it. Still allowed to have okay. it. Oh, okay, well, okay. I'll, I'll be a vestal celibacy uh, pact. It's a title. <laughs> it's not a practice, yeah. right? For, yeah, okay. for the, everyone else, it was a practice. For them, it was just a title. So what was that? They were allowed to... For what? The Vestal Virgins? Yeah, like, what's sisters? that power? You know, you're saying that so there's, you know, women don't have a lot like, of power. Like they're, like, leading religious services. Um, they're allowed to be in public and, like, speak in public. Okay. Um, their person is, I forget the exact word the Romans use, but, like, if you touched a Vestal Virgin, you could be put to death. Oh. And so now his oh, sisters have this power. Like, their bodies are pure, basically. I'd be fucking around with dudes all day. Yeah. They're like, oh, I almost tripped. <laughs> Oh, the, the, watch out. Yeah. You don't want to get killed the, by me actually, by accident. There's actually a very historical uh, song about it. It's called Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer. Yep. He <laughs> sings about all the, the things that a Vestal Virgin yep. can do. They uh, they wore all white. Um, they, did, they just had like, a lot of ceremonial, and that led to like soft power, kind of. Like They could influence things. Uh, so, yeah. okay. Soft, Ooh, soft power. power. We're going to talk a lot about soft power, because that's the only way women could wield power in Rome. Um, but Amen. even bigger than becoming Vestal Virgins is they are the first living women to ever be placed on Roman coinage. That's a huge, oh. huge deal. Okay. Oh, shit. Because okay. all of a sudden it's like, oh, they're on our money. They must be real important. Right. That'll be like when we get our tubby bucks finally. Yeah. Now, what did the coinage look like at this time? How refined was it? And just using like today as a reference, like how much cruddier? Was it super cruddy? No. Okay. Not as, it was obviously not as like perfect as coins today, but like because the only money was coins, they had to be pretty good. Like they had to have like a bunch of uh, counterfeit like preventions and stuff like that. It was actually pure silver or gold and shit like that. So the coins are good. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. There was actually a lot of um, there's, there's a really big. As, as as the empire fell, a lot of people were making minting their own coins and putting shit into them. Yeah, that was like part of uh, that the was whole part of why it was all and, falling apart. Yeah, and then like when cryptocurrency. The yeah, and then when Rome was like fully gone, there was no central coinage, and that's why like a lot of the coins ended up just being melted down for other shit. 
Gotcha. Yeah. But we still have lots of coins that survive from this time that show Gaius on one side and his three sisters representing goddesses on the other side. All of this is happening within the first year of Gaius's reign, and right at the end of that year, something happens. Gaius becomes sick, he retreats from this public eye, and he has no real heir. So everyone in Rome's kind of like tense, like, ooh, our new emperor, he just came in, he's got no heir, and now he's sick. And Agrippina during this gives birth to her first and only child, a son she will name Lucius Domitius Ahenobarbus, just like his dad. But to avoid confusion, everyone just called him Nero. Hey, yeah. little Nero, what? Go listen to that hey. episode if you want to hear about that brat. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Trav did it. So Yeah, uh, and he, uh, he probably did not play fiddle because it didn't exist. That's <laughs> when Rome burned. <laughs> uh, pigs and uh, existed. Pigs when existed. David Cameron was going to school, just point that out. Continue. Very true, very true. I don't know if they were invented yet, Tom. Pig? A pig? Uh, no, I happen to know. I've got that You're, fact. Yeah. Uh, are you we, sure they just? That. Are you? Are that. you sure they weren't just pink dogs? Pink shaved dogs? Ooh. All right. <laughs> cool it, cool it, all you right. fucking right. Anglophile. Yeah, this dude's exposing all the, the dirty truths. That's right. So, of all the sisters, Guy's favorite was Drusilla. Um, obviously, this immediately led to everyone's favorite accusation of the ancient Roman world: incest. There's no way Gaius could just like his sisters. He had to be fucking them. That's the only way he would ever do anything like this. Yeah. And incest was such a common, like, charge to lob at someone you didn't like that it's almost, some historians are like, it's almost like if we, when we call someone a cocksucker, we're like, well, they must have been sucking cocks. It's like, it might have just been an insult. It's like calling people white supremacists today. Sure. And well, they all, yeah, they yeah. might. They yeah, might yeah, I don't know. It's <laughs> not that they're wrong. It's that uh, you know, it's it's funny. Uh, so Basted. all these rumors Canceled. are going to follow around uh, Gaius and his sisters. Is that it's one big orgy between Gaius, Drusilla, uh, Lavilla, Agrippina, and Drusilla's husband Lepidus. Oh, um, damn, that's freaky. Yeah, everyone's saying that they're like that. Gaius would like. Uh, he'd have sex with each of his sisters, and everyone else could have sex with the two sisters, Agrippina and Lavilla, but Drusilla was only for Gaius. And so, like, Gaius would have sex with her and then her husband. And it just then... sounds like a lie. Yeah, it just yeah. sounds like a lie. It's just, it's David Cameron fucking a pig. It's like, he put the dick on a dead pig. I appreciate your point of view as a historian, <laughs> but I also have a point of view as a historian, so we'll debate that later. We'll debate that later. It okay. sounds like a Mormon tabernacle, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> sister wives yeah. yeah these are literally his sister wives um, i feel like this only happens in salt lake and las vegas in america and provo i don't know yeah and provo i think new hampshire too <laughs> well they live Sorry, free but you know that's that that's freedom yeah now poor guys um his favorite sister dies at just 21 oh prime age a lot of the accusations about the incest and about him, like being in love with Drusilla and want to marry her, is because of how much he grieves her death. Um, and this is in thirty-eight. So this is one year after he's been emperor. He has huge public gatherings honoring her memory. He immediately deifies her, renames. I think it was October after her. Didn't stick, unlike July and August. Um, and made many other celebrations in her honor. He also fled Rome, 
grew a beard and had a bunch of mental breakdowns in the months after her death. Wow. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, he must have been fucking her. Could you imagine, like, the one guy who says that thing, like, the worst thing you could say <laughs> in grieving? Because you're saying, we keep, the, the point of this is, like, this is not a woman's society. Yeah. People are like, this the guys are not allowed into certain rooms and stuff. So there has to be that one guy who, who totally got murdered for saying, uh, I don't see why you're so upset. It's just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not your brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a guy. Yeah. Uh, so another oh, thing, funny. so the, the shine is starting to come off of Gaius at this point. He, like I said, everyone loved him cause he just wasn't Tiberius. And within a year they're like, Ooh, maybe this guy isn't that great. Um, there was like a quote ascribed to Tiberius decades or centuries after he had died. So he definitely didn't say it. And only someone with hindsight would be able to say this, but they claim that Tiberius said while he's raising Gaius on his little Epstein Island, that he's training, a, he's training a viper for the pits of Rome. Basically the idea that he had made Gaius into the most evil person he could to unleash them on the Roman people that he hated. Oh. Which is a cool story. Not true. <laughs> training a pit for the vipers of your eyes. There you go. That's what I was thinking. That's all I mean, that went through my head the whole time. Is where are my pit vipers to put them on? Yeah, what's the point of that story, Connor? You want to make someone look cool? Yeah. He was just yeah. raising a kid was, to look really cool? I was cool. just doing a uh, really yeah, nice okay. segue into our right, ad good. read. <laughs> um, so Gaius, by this time, had remarried. His first marriage, not really important. Um, the second one is to a woman named Kaisonia, much older than him. Um, they had a daughter together, but Gaius seemed to really care for her. Probably helped him get over Drusilla's death. But Caesonia is going to threaten our Agrippina's position because now young Nero has some competition to be the heir. Because right at this point, he'd be the only feasible option, even if he's only an infant. Um, and if Caesonia is going to be popping out kids for Gaius, then goodbye Nero. Yeah, seal no, that no, no. hole up. Yeah. Right around this time, uh, Agrippina's husband. Domitius, the evil asshole, he dies of dropsy, which is just a really funny, funny word. What is dropsy again? I know it's like a, is it like it's a like skin the, condition or something? Or? It's like the end stage symptom of a bunch of different diseases. Okay. So no one really knows what exactly, like when they say dropsy, what it's referring to. But basically like your body just starts, like can't expel any liquid and you just start to oh. swell, 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 and then burst until you're dead. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've brought it up a couple times on the show. Um, I don't remember. I can't remember what I did last week. <laughs> like the kid that uh, the kid the kid in Willy Wonka has dropsy. Yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's what dropsy is. Yeah. Yeah. Veruca Salt or the other one? I don't. What was the one that blueberries? I the forget. Violet, her name's like Violet or some shit. Oh, that's you're right. It's Violet. <clears throat> whenever Waldo's I hear Veruca, favorite, whenever I think of Veruca Salt, I always think about the porn star now. So. Mohican Sun, you just say? Oh, he. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new porn star you gotta check out, Mike. Mohegan, Mohegan Sun. Sun. It's just two ends. On location, too. It's all one person and place. <laughs> one guy. Good times. <laughs> Alright, so Maybe he gets horse. drops. Yeah, so he gets the dropsies. He's dead. Uh, Gaius increasingly making more and more bizarre decisions. He's recalling governors, exiling governors, executing generals without warning. Just doing a lot of dumb shit. This is when the rumor that he was gonna make his horse a consul comes up. Um, it was also probably around this time when he ordered reportedly ordered his soldiers to flog the ocean because he wanted to punish the god Neptune for daring to sink one of his fleets. Fucking yeah, dick, knows? Neptune. <laughs> yeah. 
Is um, that what you do when you smash your skateboards, Mike? Are you like punishing the skateboard god of like, God oh. damn you, Hephaestus. <laughs> no, I stopped doing that years ago. I got made fun of for doing that, and I was like, never again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bullied, trap. Bring up PTSD moments for me, dude. Exactly. <laughs> Continue, Connor. I will. All right. Uh, so one day, Agrippina, her sister Lavilla, and her former brother-in-law Lepidus are... All hanging out in one of their villas, one of the many villas that the Roman fam the imperial family owns. This one is um, in on the road from Italy to Germany. So they're kind of out of Rome, out in the country. Hanging out. In comes Gaius, waving around a bunch of letters, saying, The three of you have been plotting to overthrow me with the legions of stationed in Germany. All of you are going to jail, and I am on my way to Germany to quell a rebellion. And he was most likely right. It does seem like there is a conspiracy between these three to overthrow Caligula. I'll use his evil name because he's being evil. Little um, booties. Yeah, little booties. Little boots. That they were cons the two sisters and Lepidus were conspiring. That the whole plan was they were going to use the Germanic legions and the Praetorian Guard, overthrow Gaius, and put Lepidus on the throne. And do you think? I was going to say, do you think Rome or like the housewives of Atlanta are more vicious? Oh, Rome. Oh, good question. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't yeah. Know. They're pretty. Those ladies are pretty vicious. They got swords in Rome. <laughs> they got nails in Atlanta. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Can't stop thinking so of flogging the ocean. I think I it's good. I love yeah. flogging the ocean. Should, you should do Caligula. That'd be a good one. I'm, you, it would I'm be an right. excuse to watch I, Caligula. I'm actually. No, no, I'm. I'm. Caligula. That's a good my day at work, to be honest. My research. I'm. Exclusively staying away from anything older than like 1850 <laughs> from now on. But because <laughs> if you do Caligula, you can watch the 1970s erotic movie Caligula, yeah, where Helen Mirren is naked. I might just yeah. do that. You might get to see Helen Mirren. I might do that for not history purposes. Oh, there you go. And the guy from Clockwork Orange, right? Yeah, really. So. Malcolm, oh, that's cool. Malcolm McDouble or yeah. McDouble, yeah, yeah, something like that. He plays Caligula, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I might have seen this in school. No you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you did not school, see man. that in school. It's like X-rated when it came out. <laughs> yeah. Like four different directors quit because they're like, this is just porn. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. It's one of like the only non-pornographic movies released in America that had unsimulated sex scenes in it. <laughs> like, just wild <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Anyway. Some really good acting. If that, if that director's dead, then that's a good one for you to pick, Mike. Pick that guy. <laughs> Oh man, me in ancient history? No, 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 no. the director no. of the movie. This oh, this is made in the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be our next Discord movie. Caligula. Tom, but Caligula. before we move on, though, Tom, I Caligula. think you. Disease. Tom, I love when you do the roast of the Chinese emperors. I feel like you need to be our Chinese historian. I'm trying to get a job in tech right now, so if I continue being as racist as I have been on those, it's not going to fare well for me. Yeah, oh, but I if think you're getting the opposite. I think you'd get more job offers. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think if you're Ugh. trying to get a job in tech, you need to learn Chinese. That's where they are. Well, I already told you, I am adopting a Chinese name because the Chinese have been adopting American names. I, Return the favor. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, okay. like, yeah, w with you guys, I'm Tom, but if I meet a Chinese person, I introduce myself as Bing Bong. <laughs> oh, Is that just coming from I New York? It asked Mike left. On the I on the subway. I, I have a Long Island accent. I just came back. What's up? Uh, what I miss? <laughs> the doors are opening, Mike. All right. So... Back to Agrippina, Lepidus, and the sisters plotting to overthrow their brother. It's also <laughs> entirely possible and, in fact, likely that Agrippina and Lepidus had been sleeping together. 
Um, so that's her. She's now boinking her ex brother in law from her dead sister. Because when they get back to Rome, they're thrown in jail. Uh, Gaius deals with the shit in Germany. He gets back. They do show trials. All of them are obviously guilty. Lepidus, he gets killed. Le- uh, Lavilla and Agrippina are sentenced to exile. And as a further insult to Agrippina, Gaius makes her carry the urn that has Lepidus' ashes uh, all the way to her island that she's being exiled to. Kind of like a reversal of what happened with their mom, where like she returns with the urn of Germanicus to like adoring crowds. Right. Well, now she's on her way out of Rome with the urn of her dead lover going into shame and exile. Uh, so, right. so it's like fitting, a backwards triumph. Yeah, a little backward. That's a great way to put it. Backwards triumph. Um, now Nero did not come with her. Walk, walk of shame when you have one heel on. Yeah. And, you know, you're, her diamonds you're are dead. a little askew. Yeah. And your dead lover in a bag. <laughs> you know, casual. It's sad. Uh, so Nero still back in Rome, uh, living with relatives, and so Agrippina spends uh, her exile on the island of Pontia, now called Panza, uh, off the coast of Naples. I looked at it on Google Maps. Looks like a great place to spend a vacation. Um, and she's always constantly just in worry that Nero is going to be killed back in Rome. He's only two years old, but Gaius is getting crazier and crazier. Or that Gaius one day is like, you know what? I'm going to lop off the heads of my sisters because who knows what they're doing. But she gets extremely lucky because in about a year after she's sent to Panza, Gaius himself is assassinated by his Praetorian prefix. Now... The Praetorians, I don't know if you guys ever talked about the Praetorians before. No. They are the elite bodyguard of the Roman emperors. So it's like the best of the best of the legions, and they wear the purple. Um, The Praetorians are also the name that George Lucas gave the guys in the red cloaks in Star Wars, because they protect the emperor. Yeah, I mean, he really doesn't have any ideas. He has no original ideas. No, no ideas, yeah. Yeah. So the Praetorian prefix kind of take it into their own hands kill Gaius and then basically auction off the um, emperorship kind of okay yeah Tom we, we've talked about them before on the thing I've, this happens a few times in, uh, in Rome's this history is the where first they're just like of like a thousand yeah. times that the Praetorians kill one emperor to crown another I'm not the yeah, best th- with retaining right. some of these terms I'm not saying I haven't heard it and that the concept is far they've sweet it's kind of they wear all it's kind of like it's awesome. yeah. oh yeah it's like I don't like my boss Let's kill him, and then we'll just get a new one. Yeah, new and then one. we'll choose a new yeah. boss, and yeah. the new boss will know that we killed the old boss, so he'll be <laughs> yeah. real good to us. Because the person that they choose to lead them is good old Uncle Claudius, and he uh, immediately pays each and every Praetorian guard 15,000 sesterces, which is like the equivalent of giving them like $250,000 each. <laughs> And they're like 2,000 Praetorians. Oh, really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so he basically spent like 20, 30 million dollars to be like, thanks. Thanks for watching over me. Um, Work starts 15 minutes later than before. Now, (laughs) I say good old Uncle Claudius because... Casual Friday is everyone... (laughs) See, you know who you know who took that 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 uh who took that whole tactic is what is it Monsanto? They love doing that. They love going in. And they're like, oh, thanks for passing my bill, boys. Here you go. Oh yeah, That's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Now Claudius. Let me see if I can find him on this family tree. Yeah. Oh, there he is, way down there. Okay. So Claudius uh, 
was 50 years old at the time he became emperor. So he'd been alive when Augustus was still alive. And there are basically two camps for what everyone, what historians think of Claudius. One is that he is just a happy idiot like Forrest Gump stumbling along into big events and just kind of along for the ride, not knowing what's going on or like more than 12 feet from him. Awesome. That's, that's how I want to live. Yeah, that's one image of Claudius, and that's like the ancient historians. That's what they would always say. They said like Augustus and uh, Livia, Augustus' wife, would like hide him because they were too afraid that the Roman people would just laugh at this guy and like oh, wow. disgrace the royal family. The other camp, uh, the other thinking uh, for Claudius is that he is like a Machiavellian operator of the highest order and orchestrated everything that happened. Truth is probably somewhere in the middle. He's probably not an idiot, but he also probably wasn't like this master manipulator. I could, I, I like to imagine the idiot myself. Imagine that, like, uh, no, thank you. I can feed myself grapes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a very famous story that's definitely not true. Is that when he was crowned emperor on the night that Gaius Caligula was murdered, the Praetorians found him in the imperial palace hiding behind a curtain. So like they just saw his feet sticking out and were like. <laughs> Claudius, come on out. <laughs> and like he was really oh. afraid that they were gonna kill him and they were like, Why would we kill you? You're an idiot that has never held public office that no one gives a shit about. We want you to be our puppet. Like, come on. Yeah, come on, boy. Sign me up. Yeah. I just thought you might like gone through the motions. Yeah. I like to think that I think he was smarter because the fact that he immediately paid every single Praetorian a huge chunk of change is kinda like he probably was in on the plot. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of money to pay up front for something. Yeah, but they got swords and they spent two days trying to get him to do this. So give them like, double their salaries. I think was, I think the bonus was like up ten times their salaries. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you know, double their salaries, <laughs> keep them happy and pro like that's a lot of money. I think that he was dumb. Mike, what would you do? I don't know. What? We should do a whole situation? episode on Claudius and find out if he's done yeah. that. Yeah. I would uh, take the money. Be like, thanks, dude. That's Hot not what down. I was saying. Uh, oh. This guy, <laughs> I, I want to know, how how well do you think he does at a bop it? Claudius. Oh. Well, I mean, if he has more money than what he gave them, I guess I don't see why not. That's, well, Mike, <laughs> Mike dude, what are you talking about? Are we on the same, are you talking, talking about... <laughs> Mike, how well dude? do you think Claudius could do a Simon Says, like, machine? Well, machine. amateur, baby-like, genius. Uh, probably in between. They didn't have, like, TVs back then. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> shit. What is this magic that so, Simon yeah, says? What is this devilry? to me. It's telling me to do stuff. I shall remember such commands, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you have come from. The Messiah has Hades. risen. <laughs> All right. Whether or not Claudius was an idiot, doesn't matter. He's the new emperor, and he immediately, just like Gaius before him, starts his reign by undoing all the unpopular things that Gaius had done. So this means Agrippina and Lavilla, your exiles are over. Come on home. So Ooh. Agrippina, 25 years old, has a four-year-old son, Nero, hasn't seen in about two years. And she's like, all right, fuck it. I'm taking agency. I'm taking control. No one's going to be telling me where to go from here on out. Uh, so boss. instead of coming back like meek and thankful to Claudius and groveling at his feet, she and Lavilla immediately go to where they had dumped Caligula's body in like a garden outside one of the Colosseums, dig it up, and do like a proper public funeral for him and like celebrate his memory. Kind oh. of a bold thing to do, mm. especially since he was assassinated like uh, three weeks before this. 
They're immediately right. like, nope, we're going to give him the full honors that he deserved. A little stinky at that point, yeah. now, I think. Then now, there are a couple of fun... There, Yeah, there are a couple of reasons why they might have done this. One of them, real funny, and also... If you told this to a Roman, instead of laughing, they would be like, oh, yeah, 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 no, definitely, good idea. And that is, they were worried that Gaius's ghost was going to keep haunting the capital, so they had to give him a proper burial, or else he's going to keep haunting uh, everyone. I Insurance mean, yeah. superstitious. Let's make so, sure there's no ghosts out there. I this was the same shit, paranoid. This was before white women invented sage. It wasn't invented by Native Americans, because they could have just walked around and saged the entire place yeah. and dispelled his ghost. I would like to imagine that all the mysticism that comes from the Native American community has been entirely fabricated by white women. Um, <laughs> oh, I think you're right about that. They're <laughs> just like, oh, wait, look at them burning that sage to ward off spirits. Well, we burn it because it smells good. Yeah. It smells good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We, we enjoy it. And yeah. It's dry and there's ample amounts of it. <laughs> ah, spirits. Spirits. <laughs> so that's one reason why they might have done this. Uh, another is that Romans were just... Romans basically viewed themselves as members of a family first, Romans second, and individuals third. So they might have just felt like a familial need to do this. And the third and most likely reason is that while everyone else hated Gaius, slash Caligula, and while all the ancient historians who were, again, like the richest of the rich were the only ones writing history, they all hated Caligula, the common people loved him. So maybe back then it wasn't that popular killing Gaius Caligula. And by doing this public burial, they're kind of like garnering Honoring. all that public support. You okay. Know? Like gating the masses that don't get to write histories about what happened. And so maybe this is like a big deal of like, oh, look, they're they're doing the thing for the people's champion that right. stood up to the elite. The right, right thing. It's about the people now. Yeah. Exactly. Right. If I was a little Maximus boy living in Rome, and, and I'd be like, hey, you hear that the other day that he wants to make a horse the senator? Oh, my I God. I love that shit. I love that guy. You guys want to go get a slice down the block? Oh, my God. Hey. More importantly, Caligula fucking loved chariot racing. So much so that he would, like, hang out at, like, so the, the Roman chariot racing, that was their most popular sport. And it's really silly because their teams were literally the blue team, the green team, the red team, and the yellow team. And the Great. silver monkeys. And Gaius <laughs> loved the green team and like hung out there, gave them a shit ton of money, made better facilities. Just be, the green team. It's just like the going green to medieval times. He's like, and no, making sure I sit in one green, section. Green. Yeah. <laughs> no, so he might have been team. even more loved because he was like, he loves sports. That's my kind of emperor. That's <laughs> my dude. Yeah. We hey, first time caller. Don't you love how our emperor loves the games? So what we need to know. Claudius, at this time, is married to a woman named Messalina. Now, Messalina, she is also part of the insanely crazy Julio-Claudian family tree. We should post a link to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, why not? Just so you can see how weird this family was. I'll post uh, it when, we, when I do the art on Instagram. Check out our Instagram. You'll see the family tree. I'll post it up. Yeah. Uh, so, what you got uh, over there? Claudius is married to uh, Messalina, a minor Julio-Claudian. And we're going to talk a lot about her because she's kind of like maybe the power behind Claudius, some people will accuse. And she was kind of nuts in her own right. Her name was Messalina. Messalina. Yeah. It's a good name for a messy person. I literally, ah, the heading of one of my paragraphs ah. is Messy Messalina. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. In one of my favorite sex positions, the Messy Semolina. I don't know if you've ever tried <laughs> she that She probably one. tried all of those positions, Travis. <laughs> Okay. We'll get uh, we'll get to Messalina in a second. Hold on. 
<laughs> Please. So um, they've been back in Rome for a little while, and Agrippina uh, and Lavilla, you know, they had exhumed Gaius's body. Maybe they had upset Claudius, but Agrippina is fine. However, Lavilla, her exile swiftly reinstated, sent back to her island off in the Mediterranean. I don't know which island she was on. And then about a month after that, Claudius is like, mm, not enough, killer. And she's killed. Damn. So, so you're telling Agapina, me I got to go to Crete and now some asshole's here with a sword? Yeah. <laughs> so Agrippina is now 26. All five of her siblings that survived to adulthood are dead. Four oh of God. them had been murdered. Only one, Drusilla, had died of natural causes, and that was at the age of 21. So she's all. She's the only remaining child of Germanicus. Remember how important that's going to be, though, because everybody still name. fucking loves Germanicus. Right. I feel like Which, you've mentioned again, a few, He didn't he, conquer Germany. Like they still just were like Germany still was there. Yeah. I don't know. Well, they, they liked him. They don't. They really, loved him. That. That's enough. You know. He kind of seems. Icon he's 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 the he's the David Hasselhoff of the time. He's so popular yeah. in Germany. No, so we don't know why like the um the JFK where or no he's more like Bobby Kennedy where it's like he got killed before he could do anything bad so all anyone remembers of him is how awesome he was okay that's fine I suppose yeah is this like um what's her name fuck uh, never mind continue all right. it's gonna take me forward. uh so now Agrippina <laughs> is gonna be forced to marry again um this time Claudius is arranging the marriage and she doesn't have to marry a dick. She's marrying one of the most well-liked dudes in all of Rome by the name of Picinius. He was well-liked by everyone, like I said, viewed as just a fun hang, had no real political ambitions, just wanted good vibes. Also, weird dude, because there is a rumor that would follow him all his life that he fell in love with one of the s sacred trees in the garden of the <laughs> goddess Diana. <laughs> Not just, like, fell in love, but, like... Would always bring offerings to this tree. Right, he he's like reportedly you know, kissed this tree. Some probably have those fucked knots. this tree. Those yeah. knots sometimes be looking good. I'm just thick. saying, this guy probably had a, 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 the Learning Channel uh, a show about him. <laughs> yeah, but you're I saying know, he's I'm well in liked. love with an olive tree. You're saying <laughs> yeah, he's well liked. He's so well -liked. he's still like, you know, he yeah. comes inside oh, after whatever. fucking he the, tree. the tree. He's just like, hey, anyone want Taco Bell? I'm buying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mike, you ever think a tree is sexy? No, but I was just saying they got those like that, like kind of like, curvature, and like that. Sometimes they do got the the bussy at the. Oh yeah, he probably just saw it from sometimes. a certain angle and was like, oh. like a swamp. Well, I could have swore Cisco had said the term trunks, trunks, trunks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back then they didn't have. Like I said, TV, so yeah. that tree will be looking hot as hell. <laughs> well, if, if anyone knows my fetishized tree, say it with me, the shag bark hickory. <laughs> <laughs> the hickory tree It's a is a white tree that smells like cat piss. It's mm. a beautiful tree. You oh would. <laughs> I'm, I'm just guessing it was an olive tree, but I do, I didn't, I wish I had written down what type of tree it was. I don't even think mm. she, the author mentioned it, but it was in the sacred grove of Diana, who was a goddess. Anyway, uh, it's good for Pisanius. He's just a really rich lawyer, basically. And so this he's marrying the emperor's niece. That's a huge fucking deal for him. Agrippina is like, what the fuck? Who is this guy? He's a nobody. I'm, I am the daughter of Germanicus. I deserve better than this. Claudius is like, oh, shut up. Whatever. Um, he's just, but 
Sorry. Uh, yeah. So Agrippina and Pisanius are though are still in the good graces of Claudius because they get Pisanius gets a really nice political appointment. He becomes the proconsul of Asia. Asia at in the Roman context is like southwest Turkey and the islands of like Crete and Mycenae. Way out there. How, I, I don't know. How are they mostly Turkey? How are they calling Crete? They call Crete is Greece. They're copying Greece the whole time they're doing this. It's Asia. Asia. <laughs> it's Crete. Western Crete. Turkey is Asia. Crete is like the Texas of Greece, by the way. Yeah. I have a friend from Crete. He used to tell me all this crazy stuff, and I you would swear like the degeneracy. Just, yeah. It was like, are you <laughs> describing somewhere near Texas or what is that? Really? It was like that? Yeah, they're nuts down there. Wow. This guy Isolation nuts. will do that to you. Tom, stop um, your Asian hate there. That's very rude to say. <laughs> Me? I, I just well, talked about them, how much I liked Them that. naming this province Asia is where we get the name Asia from also. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they... I hear what you're yeah. saying. I, uh, so I'm again, just having really, fun. She's just in Western Turkey. She's just tr in Troy. That's actually one of the cities she's hanging out in is Troy. Hmm. Um, That's very dope. This is a great province to be sent to. There's no armies here. No armies are stationed here because it's not one of the border provinces. So really, you just go there and get filthy rich because you're just collecting all the tax revenue and you don't have to worry about barbarians at the gates. So great, great spot for Agrippina and Pisanius. And even better is that while they are out there, there is a massive conspiracy that is uncovered uh, where uh, multiple legions and senators were plotting to overthrow Claudius. It gets found out. Lots of people are put to death. Classic Roman shit. And Agrippina and Pisanius, because they're not there, not involved in the conspiracy, they safely, you know... They find the out three months later. Yeah, they let the yeah. storm pass over. They're like, great, we're heading back to Rome because the appointment's only for a year. And so they avoid that big uh, it's, uh, execution outpouring, let's call it. It's got to be that feeling that, like, you know... Um, like fake enthusiasm from Jewish yeah. grandmothers kind of thing. Like, <laughs> oh, thank God I wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. And Hopefully everyone's all right yeah. there. Oh, well, several okay? thousand people were murdered, but anyone I know? <laughs> no. Like, oh, most people... What a that's shame. Most that's most people on Long Island when Hurricane Katrina happened. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, it's so bad. That's bad. That's bad down oh, there. Oh, terrible, terrible. Terrible. Yeah. Just sail on generators. Yeah. Maybe next week. <laughs> Did um, you invest in Home Depot? Now, they return to Rome. This is in the year 44, um, but poor Pisanius does not last long. He dies shortly after they return to Rome, and now Agrippina, at only 28 years old, is a double widow. Now, some have accused her of killing Pisanius. Might have been true. Um, this, maybe, one, this one may be true. Maybe with that cooking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no. It, she has a bajillion slaves. No, <laughs> no, no, no one's cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, try this hot dog. I've been working so hard <laughs> yeah. on this hot Usually I don't cook. But since I've had so much time in Troy, I thought I'd get a hobby. <laughs> yeah. I earned right. this hobby. <laughs> stuffing pork into these casings. And heating them up. What a skill set you've acquired. <laughs> another, another tip about her that I learned is that she it actually invented Grubhub back in the day. <laughs> oh, and wow. Nowadays, Grubhub drivers get paid almost as much as her slaves. That's true. Mm, nothing. Good, good for them. <laughs> the slaves actually probably earned more because, like, if you were a slave of this wealthy Rent. of a family, 
you kind of had a better life than being poor. Yeah. Because <laughs> Romans, no, one, for one, they were better slave owners. Again, they're slave owners. They're horrible. But they're better than, like, American slavery was, like, particularly cruel. Yes. Two, Romans were way more likely to just liberate their slaves for, like, hey, that was a great glass of wine you poured. You're free. You're <laughs> still working. Drunks. You're still working hey. for me, but you're free now. They weren't into still be friends after this? Yeah. Oh, you can show well, up. So, yeah, can I still use the shower? <laughs> it's funny that we're making this joke because Claudius, the people that ran the empire for him were these three dudes that were his ex-slaves that were, like, geniuses. They were just like, they were like scribe slaves that Claudius is like, you guys are way more qualified that, to do than for what you're doing. Come work for me and run the empire. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, we'll talk about that's one of them, smart Pallas. of him because I feel like that's smart of him because I feel like all the rich people like what well, they do get drunk and yeah. ride chariots and yeah, shit. Right. Yeah, yeah, one of them, it was like these three guys, uh, Narcissus, Pallas, and I forget the third name. Um, Pallas and Agrippina become like real tight and like they become a power block. Those two. Right. So we'll, we'll talk about him later. Uh, but anyway, Pisanius dies. He leaves all of his money to Agrippina. Big, large public funeral suggesting that, you know, he and Agrippina still in the good graces of Claudius. Uh, but he had no other children, and the two of them did not have any kids. So all of his money and all of his villas that he owned directly given to Agrippina, which is a big change from her previous husband who died, where, like, because of the nature of Roman contracts, she didn't actually get any of the money. It was all, like, in a trust for Nero. So now she actually had her own money to do with whatever she wanted. Cool. And now we lose track of her for five years. No one really knows what happened. Um, Q Vangabus. Uh, <laughs> she was yeah. having fun. Yeah, Vangabus. She was in Albitha. Had a good time. Which was know? probably a barbarian island at this point. Yeah. It's still a barbarian island. Still a barbarian island. Now, she fades from the public record, um, and there are good reasons for this. Uh, Claudius is busy invading Britain, um, not really doing much of anything on his own, but then giving himself a triumph. Um, he's just, you know, running the empire, day-to-day -day stuff. And Agrippina has kind of gotten out of Rome with Nero because she's very worried about her tenuous position. She, um, that's what we can surmise. Because at this time, Messalina is the one that all the historians want to talk about. They only, it's like they only have space in their heads to talk about one woman at a time. Mm. And so it's like, all right, Agrippina's done. Now we got to talk about Messalina. Right. I, mean, I feel like our media cycles between like a Jenner, a Kardashian, and like Bella Hadid. It yeah. just kind of <laughs> cycles. Um, so Messalina is going after anyone who is threatening her position or her son. Again, uh, she had her and Claudius had Britannicus, who was like two, year, two or three years younger than uh, Nero. Um. Now, let's talk about Messalina. She is portrayed as a power-hungry, sex-crazed maniac. Um, probably truer accusations towards her than they would be towards Agrippina, because Messalina liked to fool around, it seems like. Mm. There is a famous, famous story that she once challenged the best Roman prostitute in the city to see who could embrace more men in a single night. <laughs> and she beat the prostitute handedly, apparently. With her hands? Uh, I think she was using her hands and a few other orifices. Oh, oh. wow. Yeah. Oh, all right. So that's like oh, a rule that was like attached to her. Again, probably not true, but the fact that everyone told it and believed it says something about her. I mean, that, that yeah. I, I could see her reputation, obviously, it doesn't come from nowhere. No. No, well, no smoke without fire. We'll, we'll see where the, the fire that we're going to get to kind of 
fuels all these other rumors about her. Right, but, Travis. But, but kinda, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this one. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot to say about that. Think about this competition here. There's a bunch of gladiator boys and the men just standing around with their dicks out. And you've got a prostitute and then, like, the emperor's wife. Yeah. Uh, all she has to do is lay there. So you're not going to go bang the prostitute. You're going to bang the emperor's wife. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you don't get to do this that often. I, well, yeah. the accusation was you did. <laughs> with this one, with the Messalina. Yeah. There's like, there's another it only rumor. Happens, it only happens every Wednesday when I could go see <laughs> Sally any day I want. There's another rumor that she wants to bang this one actor, and he is betrothed and is like, please stay away from me, crazy lady. And then she has his betrothed murdered so that and then forces Claudius to order the actor to fuck her. Oh Again, my God. a lot of all rumor. Who knows if it's true? Oh. Fun to surmise about. He's like, uh, please, I don't want you to rustle my crow. <laughs> I want you to stay away from me, you <laughs> yeah. foul, messy like, Semolina lady. One of the historians. The way he puts it in the story is that she did this, like went to the actor, tried to get him to have sex with her, and he was like, no. And so she went to Claudius, didn't tell him exactly all the details but it was like hey this actor didn't follow my orders can you tell him to follow my orders so claudius goes to the actor he's like you have to follow the orders of my wife <laughs> and the guy's like what do you mean do you know what she did and he's like no no, no i don't want to know but you need to follow the orders <laughs> yeah like, i don't, I don't okay. really care whatever just make her happy yeah see these people are wise and that they understand the value of not knowing sometimes it's good to not know yeah yeah now, eh, better. Messalina seemed to want Claudius to know because we're about to talk about her downfall. Because one day, uh, oh, actually, we're not. We got to do a little bit before we get to that. Hold on. I mean, so Agrippina and Nero living in these villas, trying to avoid Messalina's uh, conspiracies and avoid being put to death. They do have to return to Rome from time to time to perform their official duties as members of the royal family. One of these things is they are going to a series of ceremonies and games and being presented to the public. And so all the members of the family are going out, you know, all these different branches, and they're getting cheers, they're getting some small cheers. And then out come Agrippina and Nero, daughter and grandson of Germanicus. Crowd goes fucking nuts. Loves them. Can't get enough of these two. Nice. Then the Empress and her son, Messalina and Britannicus, come out afterwards, and they just kind of get a lukewarm, like, golf clap. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. So it's like, great. No in, air horns, in Rome, no Yeah, no air horns, no nothing, no bells, <laughs> no gongs. So in a Rome, which is like such a uh, spectacle-driven society, that was huge. It was like, ooh, the people do not <sighs> like Messalina, and they still love Agrippina and uh, Nero. And Messalina's like, wait, do you want to see me twerk? Come on, Don't guys. Don't you want to fucking work it up? Yeah. Come on, boys. Go to bed, you whore. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're gonna get to now we get to Messalina's downfall because one day and they, again this all happened one day out of the blue kind of randomly she's married to Claudius she has a secret marriage with her lover but it's a marriage so they still invite a bunch of people and in Rome the marriage custom is that the woman has to walk from her house to the house of her husband. That's like part. And like when she crosses the threshold, that's the saying I do. And she's doing this in Rome where she's the empress and is doing a marriage ceremony. That's secret, quote unquote. 
everyone knew by the end of the day. <laughs> she had to have syphilis or something. <laughs> right. Like there's because you, you could They had no syphilis, wasn't that? Didn't they not have syphilis? Yeah, no. Yet? Yeah, no syphilis, just worms. What did that Lots start? Of worms. Uh the old New World. Yeah, New World. Columbus Columbus brought them smallpox, he brought back syphilis. Well, there you go. Yeah. Take that. Exchange. Take that. <laughs> yeah, they got us Look in the what long we got. Run. <laughs> we got tomatoes <laughs> and syphilis. <laughs> the cultural exchange. I, I'm just well, I'm just uh, imagining her like walking out of the palace or whatever with like a glass of white wine. She's like, I don't wearing, care. Yeah, wearing a bridal I don't veil. Care. Like, yeah. Look, I don't care. I don't care. I'm gonna go to his house, get married. So, Girls not out. Yeah. I'll be entirely honest, Travis. When you said that the messy semolina was some kind of weird sex position, I have not stopped thinking about that. Uh, so what I've best come up with is that when you're doing a girl doggy style, and right before you come, you blast some flour on her back and you start grating <laughs> some bread. There we right go. There. The messy semolina. Messy semolina. Put yeah. it on Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Urban Dictionary, has, Urban Dictionary has been used in the court of law, so it is a great just like source. This podcast is for your research paper. And actually, didn't we have we had a, a listener put one of the things we made up on there, which well, is I yeah, what it was. Yeah, the messy semolina. Do the messy semolina. That's all of you. No, but but Connor, they have used Urban Dictionary in the court of law. I don't know if people <laughs> we and we have been featured in a research paper. So all right, know. two two research papers. <laughs> there we I go. Think. Two of them. Two yeah. of them. Yeah, no, so now, again, they kept, like, the two of them were like, this is a private marriage. We're going to get secretly married. We're going to announce it to the whole world, though. It it was so baffling. It's so baffling for us to hear that even ancient historians were like, yeah, we don't even know what the fuck they were thinking. Like, <laughs> obviously, someone even said, like, it had to have been a suicide pact. Like, this had to have been, like, she wanted to kill herself elaborately. Because there's right. no reasonable explanation for it. And do, is there even a record of who the lover was? Or? Yeah, it was some other actor named, like, Selenius, I think. Um, mm. It doesn't really matter because by the end of the day, Claudius has them both put to death. Again, he woke up and in the morning, like kissed his wife goodbye, and then by the end of the night, she has married another man and he has killed her. Or has had her killed. <laughs> do you think that, day. He says his name is Selenius. So something like that. Something yeah. like that. So, right. So he's. I'll look it up. They get married and they go take a flight, and then Selenius just crashes the plane into the ground, calling it a day. It was an inside calling job. It a day. Yeah, yeah. Hold on. He didn't want to talk it out with her at all. He just straight the killer. Well, it's like <laughs> yeah, there was no talking this out. He'd been he was the emperor and he was being cuckolded. And also, in order to get married, she had to technically divorce Claudia. Oh, that's true. So it's like, and it doesn't seem like he'd mind being cucked. It was more the paperwork. The paperwork oh. must have been infuriating. Gaius Silius. He was a Roman senator. Okay. Could you imagine uh, Stormy Daniels' day if uh, Trump was a Roman emperor? Oh man! <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be a payoff. It wouldn't be a scam. That <laughs> it wouldn't be anything to bat an eye at. Yeah, so again, no one really knows. Some people are like, oh, they were plotting to overthrow Claudius, but they did the marriage first for who knows why. Stupid. Again, real dumb. Everyone who saw it was like, wow, they're stupid. So Even Agrippina is like planet. sitting in her like villa, hears about this wedding, and is like, all right, one of two things are going to happen. Either Claudius is going to kill her, and I'm fine, or in this weird elaborate world where the marriage works and they overthrow Claudius, I'm fucked. But it was kind of obvious that it was never going to work. So... Agrippina is now 32. 
she's the only member of the royal family in place to take advantage of this power vacuum because Claudius uh, doesn't really know how to react to having killed his wife. He's like, I, I'm, I'm a wreck. What's happening? Mm. Well, where, where am I? Oh yeah. boy! Oh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, why is she not moving yeah, anymore? Like, Should my son still be um, the heir? Because he's the son of this woman that cuckolded me and then tried to overthrow me. It's a whole thing. And then some plans start to be hatched behind closed doors, and we don't really know who came up with the idea um, or how everyone felt about the idea. But within three months of Messalina's death, Claudius has a new wife. And I spoiled it at the beginning. It's Agrippina. Whoa! His niece. Wow. This is not a case of Rome where, like, adoptions and, like, distant cousins and things like that where like it on paper it looks like a first cousin's marrying each other but really they're not related at all mm-hmm. this is straight up her dad's brother is marrying her <laughs> so her uncle's marrying she's marrying her uncle she's marrying her uncle um, um yeah her yeah claudius's brother is dramaticus and now now weird. he's marrying agrippina Pretty cool. Yeah. This would go over very well with yeah. the uh, modern porn searches right? that are happening today. <laughs> it's going to get even better for modern sure. porn searches. I, I still can't. We're about to get into step-siblings, man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I just can't. There's, like, I still. Like, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a modern man. I'm like, what are you looking at, you fucking yeah, idiots? Right? Why is this so high in the algorithm? <laughs> I know, right? Don't doubt it. Mm. Don't doubt the algorithm. Sick people. Um, so now we don't really know, like, what... The two of them thought about this. We don't know if this was like both of them are kind of like, hey, it's, um, it makes sense for us to like solidify the family again and whatever. Like we're going to be married, but we won't do anything. Or it could have been there are accusations that Agrippina was seducing him. That's where like the ancient historian Tacitus is like a real creep and just loves like demeaning women. So he's always like, oh, yeah, she was a sex deviant and she was sticking her tongue down his ear and was trying to get him to, like, she was fucking her uncle to get power for her son. And let's, who knows? It could have been also that Claudius was a pervy old man who wanted to marry his young niece. Just Maybe he was that stupid that he just did. Oh, I don't know. He she might showed not have known who has, she was. He, she has have to titties. Explain, like, I don't, no, this what? is what a niece means. He's like, a niece? Niece? Yeah. Nice? I don't Wait, so you telling me that my brother had a daughter and that's who it is? Oh, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of uh, this slow shot of this. Right. <laughs> yeah. You? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> you want to marry me? <laughs> so uh, they had to change a bunch of laws. And this is like the <laughs> early Roman Empire period. So for those who kind of know their own history, it's like, Rome was a republic, then Augustus took over and became emperor, but he never said he was emperor, and everyone played along that he wasn't actually emperor, he was just the first among senators. Where, like, the senate would constantly give him titles and power, and he's not emperor, but he is emperor. So, like, when they change all the laws that are basically, like, we want, the senate has to basically stand up and say, like, we want you to marry your niece, and he has to be like, no, I don't, and they're like, yeah, but it'd be good for Rome, marry your niece. Even though it's Claudius telling the Senate to tell him to do that. Right. It's so it's, weird. It's really weird. Yeah. They're getting married. New Year's Day in the year 49. Uncle and niece. There what a year. Keep it in the family, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she, Agrippina immediately recalls Seneca, uh, the famous philosopher and Stoic from exile. 
Uh, Great cigarettes. They had been friends. Yep. Um, and she's like, you should tutor my young son, Nero. He's like eight or nine at this point. Nero is swiftly betrothed to his new stepsister, Octavia. Now, again, this is his stepsister of his new stepfather, who is his uncle. So it's really his cousin. Oh, okay. So going down. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like I'm, so he's probably just like I'm gonna call you stepsister because that's what I saw on Pornhub. Yeah. <laughs> so now you have. I'm stuck. Here I gotta consult my <laughs> I'm tree. Stuck. I'm stuck in I'm, this giant. I'm stuck in the tree, Pisanius. <laughs> <laughs> I went down to look at these knobbies in the tree, and I am betrothed within it. <laughs> Please pass the jar of fish juice and apply it to my nipples. Yeah. <laughs> So now Nero is betrothed to Octavia, who is Claudius and Messalina's daughter, and they still have the son Britannicus, who's younger than Nero. Now, everyone seemed to prefer Nero to Britannicus, one, because of Britannicus's mother being Messalina, and two, because Agrippina, again, is the daughter of Germanicus, and everyone still fucking loves Germanicus. He's probably a picky eater, too. People don't like picky eaters. Yeah, no, not at all. Yeah. Um, so Nero, 10 years old, everyone's heaping praise on him. It's kind of showing that he's going to be the heir in favor of Britannicus. So, like, Britannicus, despite being Claudius's actual son, is being pushed to the sidelines. Um, yeah. And another reason was they didn't want to make Britannicus be in power and that he would take revenge for his mother because everyone fucking hated Messalina so much that there were so many people that trashed her. That if he started doing that, he was going to have to kill a lot of Romans. Oh, okay. Yeah. So mm. what Nero, uh, Agrippina was not alone in preferring Nero to Britannicus. Everyone really wanted Nero instead of Britannicus. Um, now Agrippina, at this time, wielding the power of the Empress. And she's crushing it. She's basically running Rome. If you subscribe to the Claudius is an idiot camp, then she definitely is running Rome. Because before just... she was married to Claudius... There were tons of rebellions that were put down and constant executions. And then the moment she's married to him, we just stop hearing about any be people being put to death. And there's no talk of rebellion anymore. It's like peace and shit. There's peace. It's the Pax Romana. Like, she's just like a good diplomat. She like knows how to defuse situations without upsetting mm. one party. Like there are these Praetorian prefects that are getting like agitating. So instead of killing them, she's like, how about you guys become proconsuls, leave Rome and go to somewhere else. And they're like, yeah, that's a promotion. Sure. Right. So she's doing good wow. stuff. Okay, good. Yeah, the ancient the historians, age of the woman now. they look at this and they're like, ah, oh, it's a woman wielding power. Who cares how good it was? It's evil. Well, they're stupid. Yeah. We like women with power. We like women's victories. We love Jeopardy yeah. right now. Yeah. We're like all about bosses. that. We're all about it. I'm just imagining Claudius sitting there just eating potato chips and pretzels on the stone couch that he had, yeah. playing some, <laughs> he's, playing some Alpha Box 360, like, and uh, he's like, I don't know, you do it, uh, just, clean my dishes and eat potato chips. Just to give a little background on Claudius, there's a story of, again, he was pushed to the sidelines and like not allowed to partake in public at all. And Wait, did he also choke on a pretzel? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. I forget who it was, but one of the Julio Claudians died by choking on a pear after they threw a chunk of it up in the air and then it like caught it in their mouth. And it Guys, <laughs> watch this! <laughs> anyway, I make decisions for a living. So <laughs> when Claudius had his first ever public speech, which again was when he was like 50, he reportedly started the speech and then a senator who was, uh, let's call him a larger senator, came in a little late 
and he sat down on a bench, and the bench shattered, and he fell on the ground. Everyone there has a good laugh. Haha, <laughs> he broke the bench when he sat down. And then they went back to paying attention to Claudius's speech, but apparently Claudius just was just could not stop laughing. <laughs> he would like he'd compose himself, start his speech again, and then remember it, and then burst out laughing again to the point Dude. that he just walked away from them. I love that. <laughs> Big boy go so boom. <laughs> Travis, you mentioned like he's sitting on a stone couch, and the, yeah, the logic entirely I have possible. Yeah. I'm thinking he just watched the Flintstones. No one else in Rome has stone couches. He's just like, <laughs> yeah, I like it. Just like slapping his knees. Yeah, he's yeah. like, those Flintstone candies that come in the bottle with the safety top are great. I eat them all day. <laughs> I'm pretty healthy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Claudius, really fucking weird guy. I want to just do a podcast about him. Yeah, you should. You, you should do a podcast about <laughs> do him. do like an improv podcast where we're just all <laughs> the four Claudiuses. Yeah. So clearly Agrippina has had a good effect on him. He becomes a much better emperor and he has also this like weird academic side. Like he wants to add letters to the alphabet that he thinks are missing. He's autistic. <laughs> that's, that's We've been making fun of an autistic not, person. Yeah, that's not academic. That's like why isn't there a bait? There needs to be a bitch. No, his like letters like make sense. He's like, we make this sound, but there's no letter for it. Why don't we make a letter? And they're like, you're the emperor. I guess we do what you do. He also like cleaned out all the sewage drains in Rome. Like he was doing like the nitty gritty <laughs> so, of poop, like day to day leadership and making up letters. <laughs> I know. But he was like, Come he was like, a competent emperor, but he wasn't going out and conquering. So all the ancient historians were like, what a fucking idiot. Like this guy just made the be life better for everyone. What an asshole. Well, I mean, the alphabet thing is great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we should add these letters. All right. Sure. Uh, Zach. So they've been Zach married is for a year. new letter. Yeah. <laughs> they've been married for a year at this point. Uh, they just Claudius is, takes the next step and adopts Nero as his son. So this is big. Um, when he was just his stepson, that means nothing in ancient Rome. No one gave a shit about that. When he is betrothed to Octavia, now he's the son-in-law. All right, slight step up. Probably a little more powerful. Now he's a straight up adopted, which now means Nero is married to his sister because in Rome adoptions were like way more permanent. I, it's kind of weird, but like more permanent there than they are here. Like you know, here it's kind of like, well, you're adopted, but like you you always talk, oh, you're adopted. Like these are your parents that raised you, but they're not your biological parents. Whereas in Rome, it's like you're adopted. You are now my son directly like all of my fathers are your fathers kind of thing they didn't know genes so they they knew their genes so well that they thought that by saying you're my son it superseded it all this is my son yeah you speak into son. existence I fucking smacking the shit out of a dna strand this is my yeah. goddamn son <laughs> do it until it's my son yeah <laughs> so then another big stunning bit of news comes out agrippina is given a title this title that she is given is Augusta. Now we call Augustus the first emperor of Rome. Not his name. His real name was Octavian. Steve. Augustus means, I think it means divine one. And it's basically like the final achievement of his career where it's like they gave him this title that means he's a living god. And now Agrippina gets the feminine version of it. She is wow. a living god, goddess. That had only right. ever been bestowed on two women before. Uh, both Demi of them. Demigod? Is that what it is? The demigod? Kinda. I mean, yeah. That's basically like, it's what kinda it is. Like, it's kind of like when you're playing CSGO and you see the guy that's prestiged 69 times. 
Yeah. Oh, like, Waz is a demigod. Or it's like when you watch <laughs> uh, Kevin Sorbo's Hercules, and then all of a sudden, Xena <laughs> is on yeah. afterwards. Yeah, and you're, and you're well, like, oh, even It's not better. bad, <laughs> and the tits are good, so that's fine. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a gender swap does work. Yeah. Not often, but it works. I like a weird boomerang thing she's got. Yeah. It's Ghostbusters. You're going to like it. So the other two women that had gotten it were Livia, uh, Augustus's wife, and she only got it after Augustus died. And then um, Agrippina's other grandmother, Antonia, got it, but only when she was like eight in her 80s, and it was just kind of like something Caligula did to get some good press. So for her to get it at the age of like 33 is huge. Too much headroom to grow. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's almost like there's no room to grow. Like, well, how do you go past this? Uh, that's kind of what I, oh. I, I meant. Um, there's too much damage she could do at that age. Yeah. Like, now she's the king yeah. shit. Now so. she's Augusta. Now well, you she... can always just make up another title. Yeah. So <laughs> we were talking about soft power before. Now she's got hard power. Oh. Now mm, she has real body. power that she can wield in Rome. Now she's. First woman ever to be able to do this. Now she's chewing blue chew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, Ladies, of, little you hear that? Just here. start chewing on blue chew for no reason. <laughs> Rhino sixty nine. Right All- <laughs> oh, I wish I had some some blue some chew. Rhino sixty nine, Mike. No blue chew. <laughs> I mean Rhino sixty nine, maybe like later in life. <laughs> yeah, when you need real power, you got to just do rails. Extra horse. You need the, the power and the stamina. And the jumper cables. <laughs> <laughs> My legacy. Uh, so. <laughs> Now she's got real power. Now she's got real wealth. She does something pretty cool. She founds her own colony in Germany. Mm. Uh, she creates a wealthy and large city on the banks of the Rhine, um, where it will be. She sponsors it. She pays for all the, like the buildings, the public works to be created. She basically builds a city out of scratch. That city will be settled by uh, a friendly tribe in the area and also retiring Roman soldiers because the, the deal for Roman soldiers was. Sign up, do your time in the legions, and you get land when it's over. So this is the land that they're getting. The colony Eventually is that... called... What? I'm sorry, what's the colony called? The colony is called Colonia Agrippinensis, also known as Cologne. Oh. Oh, okay. oh yeah. shit. That's a lot easier to remember. The city of Cologne, <laughs> founded by, Agri- by our Agrippina. And for, like, <laughs> centuries after, um, up until... Even like the Carolingian age, like the 800s and 900s, like almost a thousand years later, the people in that area still called themselves Agrippinians, even though she'd been dead for a thousand years. Probably her like one of her most longest lasting achievements. Mm. And the name of the city of Cologne from her. It's a good run. I mean, she didn't beat Christ, but she did a good run. <laughs> she, yeah, not as good as Christ, but pretty close. That's not bad. And also, I wouldn't want to spray Agrippina all over me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Her image is now being placed on coins, but unlike when Gaius was doing it with his uh, with the sisters, it is she is not representing the goddess of whatever. It's just this is Agrippina, and she is equal to Claudius, and so they're on the same side of the coin, facing one another. Again, massive, massive step up. No other Roman woman would ever get her coin where they're equal to the emperor ever dang she's the only one it's pretty impressive yeah yeah wow so now we're in the year 51 nero is 13 oh and we were talking about the toga ceremonies before the ceremony talking about blue chew kind of fits because it's called the toga virilis 
So you're now you're virile. You're a virile uh, young man. Dude, imagine getting hard in a toga, though. It's kind of hard to, to hide yeah, that. You're like, what's a- that ghost? Why does that ghost have a... You're not allowed to bring your daggers into the forum. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, how do you hide that? Calm down there, Brutus. Put that away. That's why Caesar it, got stabbed. He just thought they were all real horny. Yeah. It's all waistband action, you know? You can't take away my waistband. Yeah, they had little belts. Yeah. <laughs> so Nero's 13. He's becoming a man, um, and he's getting all sorts of titles heaped upon him. There's a big party now that he's a man, and everyone's like, yeah, Nero. Poor guy. Everyone's celebrating him. Um, Another aspect that shows just how powerful Agrippina is becoming is uh, a British rebellion leader, I didn't put his name down, is captured and is going to be paraded through Rome. And he's going to have to go through the whole procession of all the city, like yelling at him and throwing tomatoes at him. And then when he gets to the end, he's going to be in front of the emperor at his mercy and probably put to death. But when he gets to the end, Boris Claudius on one throne, and then at the same height, is Agrippina on another throne. Ooh. So Ooh. now she is an equal with the emperor receiving a foreign delegation, as it's called. Well, also, he, he probably would ask those questions and they'd play it off. Yeah. Am I still boss? <laughs> yes, Claudia. Yes, Claudia. Yes, you are well, the boss. Yes. Why is your chair just as high as mine? <laughs> I thought the chair was uh, symbolic of something. <laughs> hmm? What? <laughs> what did you say, Claudius? <laughs> Nothing. Here, look at the alphabet again. Find another <laughs> word. Srim! So, why ain't that a regular color? <laughs> Veach! That's the new letter! Bleach? <laughs> Bleach! Yeah. So Agrippina continues wielding all her power, presiding. Uh, she's doing a lot of different shit. Nero is now 15. He's getting more and more powers. He is now a proconsul, which means he has all the powers of a consul outside the city of Rome. He's verified. He is Presiding over court cases, he's 15, and he's the judge in court cases. So, well, look, when's the last time you talked to a 15-year-old? They, they know everything. Yeah, they're real smart. So, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> they know Dude, exactly what they want. Yeah. We should play Fortnite in school. Everyone that says I says I. And it's better I. than what Claudius was doing, because apparently when Claudius <laughs> heard court cases, he would sometimes get bored and make up stories of the court case and then decide based off his made-up story. <laughs> and then other times, yes. he, would, he would only listen to one side and then decide if they were right or wrong. And just choose. He'd be like, so I don't simple. have the time today. Only like you that. get to go. Yeah, He's like, all right, guys. So there's one spooky ghost. He just came into this man's house. And he said, make me a baguette sandwich, please. Yeah, I find him guilty as charged. <laughs> This is uh, a uh, arson. Same as sure. <laughs> yeah. Now all this like heaping of titles onto Nero isn't—it's partly to train him for when he's emperor, and it's also to kind of show to the people of Rome that he's gonna be emperor. Because again, we're talking about how so far in the Roman imperial period, the title of emperor didn't exist. It was just the first guy, <laughs> and everyone pretended he wasn't actually emperor, and they pretended that the Senate was running everything. So the Senate is just like heaping all these titles on a 15 year old nero and they're claiming like it's just because he's so damn talented oh god yeah mm. it sounds like will smith and his kids yeah oh, oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my kids so talented <laughs> yeah. they funny yeah like, oh, god. And everyone's like yeah will yeah you're right you're right here here's a billion dollar record deal i she does wave her hair back and forth i'll tell you what 
He does that. Well, you know what? The the girl is like. She's actually got some energy to her. So I'll yeah. leave. I'll leave her off it. But the 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 Jayden. kid, Jade. Oh my God! Like uh, he tells stories. Like he he was doing like a, a a press tour, and he was on all the late night shows. And I watched like this clip. I don't know how I ended up watching, but it was him talking about how Jaden tricked him into going to a country where it's legal to drink at eighteen. And Will Smith was like explaining this like he had <laughs> le- like been really beat and ousted as if he wasn't the fresh prince before oh as if God. he was just an idiot like <laughs> he was like and there we are Jaden's 18th birthday and he orders a drink and I'm like damn <laughs> Maybe he's like, Claudius. Maybe he's that stupid. It really seems like that. Yeah, the, the, yeah that and the whole um, the wife debacle he's going through. Poor guy. Oh, yeah. What a mess. Yeah, right? Will Smith, man. <laughs> so downhill, so quick. You don't. You could get out of Hancock character, okay? <laughs> so again, Here, here's. I was going to say, here's one of. Uh, uh, he has a lot of really great tweets about history. Jaden Smith. He says, "I build pyramids." Oh! Exclamation point. He built, but he had one where it was like, "Why should we study history? Because it's the past, or something." (laughs) Uh, Like what's past is past. That kid should just give him some money, give him enough money to think that he's producing things for the real world to see. Like give him his own Truman Show, but broadcast it to no one. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Just like a, cl- like a CCTV. Yeah, basically. like it would be mm-hmm. cruel to stop him now that his lifestyle <laughs> is this. <laughs> but at the same, no one should have to witness this. Right. And Will but Smith should also- be like, yeah, no, I killed him. <laughs> yeah, he's it gone. seems like you he reminds me of kids. Claudius. That's what it is. You can't pick him. They just come out. He reminds me yeah. of Claudius. That's true. Now he does. He used to be fun, and now he's sad. Yeah. All right, continue. Yeah, All right. yeah, this fun. So Agrippina mm. still running the empire. Um, all the ancient historians are like, how dare she? What a piece of shit. But really, it's like she could have just sat back in a villa and been fed s- grapes by a different slave every day and n- not run out of slaves. But instead, she's like, no, I want to run the empire. I want to do shit. I want to take action. She go get her. Good for her. Now, there's a the classic story that is told is that basically Claudius and his advisors all wake up on the same day and realize, oh, no, we've been misled by Agrippina. Agrippina, she's, she's evil. That's like what the historians all say. Clearly not that case because mm. he'd been grooming Nero for years. He wanted Nero to be his son or uh, to be his heir. Um, but that's not the story the historians want to tell. They want to tell a story of Agrippina being evil and Claudius realizing it. So then Agrippina is like, oh, I got to kill Claudius. Mm. Um, she waits until some of his advisors are gone and reportedly feeds him a poisoned mushroom. Oh, wow. Now no. Maybe not true. Maybe Agrippina didn't do it. Maybe someone else did it. But I think she did because, for one, all the ancient sources agree that it was a mushroom that he ate. Not none of them are like, oh, he ate a pear or he ate an apple or he just ate nothing. They all know yeah. it was a mushroom. mushroom. Yeah, he probably just died because they're disgusting. Yeah. Um, what are you talking about? Those are the best types of vegetable fungus to eat. Yeah, it's no, gotta be like I really grilled for me. I can only eat them when they're grilled. I can only grilled. I can only eat them when I'm passed out. Because they're terrible. I'm just just saying, screw this feeding grapes to me. I want to eat mushrooms. I kind of want a grilled mushroom right now. I like salt on it. I will power through. I will power through. Don't get me wrong. I will eat it. But I won't. Not happy. Mm. I had a thought, too. What if uh, Claudius... What if if Agrippina... um, She figured out that Claudius was, like, 
as short-sighted as he was. So she kept making Nero's haircut the same as Claudius's. <laughs> and that's why he had died. I like that uh, hair, looks son. Like it looks like me. Look that's at a it. beautiful mushroom yeah. cut you got there. Yeah, they just walking around mushroom cuts. <laughs> so it's possible that like there had been discussions of Britannicus taking over instead of Nero, that maybe as Britannicus got older, Claudius had some regrets, and Agrippina stepped in to prevent him from fulfilling these regrets. Because there are other signs, aside from just the mushroom agreement, that she had a hand in his death. Because no one ever sees Claudius's will after he dies ever again. And it was in her possession, or she had access to it. Um, so no one ever saw his, what his will was going to be. So she basically was like, oh, this is what he said his will was going to be. And everyone's like, right. well, where is it? We know he just amended it with like all these different officials. Mm -hmm. Where is it? She's like, oh, don't worry mm -hmm. about it. She's like, I got you. I don't, don't worry it's about here. It. This is what he it's wanted. It's in my head. I got it. Yeah, it's written in all the made-up letters that he <laughs> yeah, made up during the course of his life. It's written in a special code. See? I'm Nero the only one that everything. can read it. Because <laughs> he used to talk about his letters before he went to bed every night. I'm like, honey, have sex with me. I'm so dry. You haven't seen See, he do it with little, little cartoons on the edges. <laughs> uh, another thing she does is lock down the palace once it's announced that he's dead. Um, basically, like, preventing anyone from leaving in or out keeping a close eye on Britannicus, even though, again, he's, like, 12, so, like, he's not doing any sort of political maneuvering on his own. And mm. so she does a final little bit of housekeeping, making sure everyone's on board, that Nero is going to be emperor, Praetorian Guard. No one really... No one in Rome knows what's happened. They're just like, we heard Claudius is sick. So there are huge crowds gathered around the palace. The Praetorian Guard march to the palace. Doors open up. Out walks Nero and Pallas, one of the freed slaves had been running the empire, Pallas kind of like gives a wave to the Praetorian leader, and the Praetorian leader is like, yep, and they salute Nero. Nero does the same thing Claudius did and gives them all a nice 15,000 sesterce bonus, just as a, hey, thank you for protecting me, I guess. Hi, I'm yeah. 16? 17. Hi, I'm 17. I will give you all the money. Hi, I'm 17, <laughs> and I have absolute power over life and death. Here's 15 grand. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Beat that, Biden. That's a cool lifestyle. Yeah. Wait a minute, this is 15 grand of V-Bucks. <laughs> I can get so many skins. <laughs> um, he also smooths some things over with the Senate, and it's all nice and tidy. And one day, boom, Nero's emperor, smooth sailing forever, right? Well, not so much. Um, it's hard to tell. Well, this might have been like the capstone of Agrippina's life. Like This might have been her end goal, and this is... This might have been the high water mark of her entire life. We don't know. Good for her. The fruits of her labor. It was probably either, if you had to bet, it would either be this moment when her son is made emperor or probably like in the middle of when she's married to Claudius and like fully running the empire. It's probably one of right. those two. Well, Connor, you were saying that like you're not like you're kind of up in there. You think that she killed him. I think she I think she killed him. I think I think it kind of just makes sense based on like her experience as a person. Like yeah. everyone in her family was murdered. Everyone in her family, and so she <laughs> yeah. probably saw, like the moment he showed any sort of like hesitancy about naming Nero his heir, she was probably yeah. like, "Ooh, I gotta get ahead of this." Yeah, 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 right, like, yeah I gotta, gotta get I gotta, on gotta, that. I can't be the one like coming from behind. The Senate was probably so relieved when Nero walked in that day and said, you guys don't have to play kazoos when you walk around <laughs> the Senate floor anymore. Throw away the kazooies. You throw them no, away. You don't have to do that instead, anymore. Instead, you have to come to my plays. Her, 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 her sign was oh. when uh, the day that Claudius realized which end of the dagger hurt. Did yeah. the ouch ouch. 
Oh man, I've been grabbing it wrong the whole time. I always bleed tomato sauce every time I grab it this way. <laughs> um, reportedly, on his first day of being emperor, the password of the so the password of the day would change um, in the Roman palace. So the password on day one is reportedly optimum matrem, the best mother. Oh, the best uh, mother. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have a feeling Claudius fucked that up too. That's where Pee Wee Herman got his uh, word of the day. <laughs> ah! I was just screaming. Uh, What's the password? It's my new letters. <laughs> yeah. Scream, it's Blinkachu. Dude, you know that the, that the throne room just was a wall of Funko Pops. <laughs> Claudius, Claudius is walking up to Praetorian guards. You got any mobile games? <laughs> <laughs> games Do you play Minecraft? Because Claudius's death was ruled just, you know, illness or accident, uh, his memory is not damned. They plan out a big public funeral, um, and Agrippina is doing most of the work because Nero is 17 and doesn't know how what to do. And Agrippina's been running the empire for the last six years, so he's just like, yeah, do what you want to do, Mom. Sure. Sure. She's Thank walking, you, Mama. she's being carried around in litters by the Praetorian Guard while... Uh, Nero walks along beside her, just as like a show of like how powerful she was. Where like he walks for while she's in the carriage. I don't know, just Roman spectacle shit. Yeah, and it just really seemed like she was running the empire. Um, so all this time she wasn't allowed, and still wasn't allowed in the Senate House when they were meeting. But reportedly, after Claudius's death, she would either make them meet in her house in a different room, so she could just like wait outside. Or they would have to meet in a certain place that was, like, sort of outside where she had an adjoining room that was just closed off by a curtain. So she's, like, following the rule, but not the spirit of it. So she's still <laughs> listening in on Senate meetings. And, like, the, the book that I was reading, she was the author was saying, like, I like to think that she would just have some nice, well-placed coughs every now and then so that everyone knew she was listening in. Yeah, she just, she just tells mm. all the senators to yell at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, speak up! I can't hear you! <laughs> and also Nero was doing similar things to promote her above others um, instead of the traditional only listing his paternal ancestors he was now listing his maternal ancestors mm. much more Ooh. important so she's again being more and more elevated however Nero is now coming under more of the influence of Seneca his tutor and an old friend of Agrippina's she had rescued him from exile, and he had almost been put to death by both Caligula and Claudius, and she had prevented that. And he never really forgave her, even though she saved his life. He only could ever see her as, like, a Claudius's wife. So he, didn't, he started to, like, poison Nero against her, kind of. Mm. He saw his oh, wow. path to power as, like, driving a wedge between them. I, that I mean, happens divide almost, and conquer, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty... Damn old school playbook yeah and this is all happening within the first few months of nero's reign it's like she has this she's again the apotheosis of her or the apex of her career then a little climb after that where nero is letting her do everything and then a swift swift decline it all stems from the armenian crisis uh so those of you who know where armenia is it's somewhere in eastern turkey or mm-hmm that area at this point it is like a huge kingdom spanning basically well, from the caspian sea to the black sea it's its own country now yeah, yeah. now it's its yeah. own country it used to be like 10 times the size it is now it was like a powerful kingdom yeah um was there a genocide 
There was. If you're Turkish, no. If you're Turkish, everyone no. else, everyone yeah, else, yeah, the Turkish people didn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. Well, they did it. Yeah. So. Also, I think the U.S. recognized that it was a genocide, what, like five years ago? Yeah. Or something like that, officially. <laughs> it's a new genocide. So anyway, yeah. Ar uh, Armenia is important to our story because it is a buffer state between Rome in the west and the Parthians in the east. So Rome and Parthia for centuries would basically have crises where anytime the Armenian king died, it was a race to see who could put their puppet in power. Because they didn't want to conquer Armenia because they didn't want to border each other, but they just wanted the border to be friendly to them and not to the other. Make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see. That makes okay. sense. It's kind of like if um, America was a failed state and Canada and Mexico were, not failed state, but just a weaker state, and Canada and Mexico were like agitating for who would become president so whoever would be more favorable to them versus the other. I actually well, can't understand that analogy at all because okay. I couldn't imagine America being weak. There you go. I, I couldn't do that. That's a terrible uh, <laughs> you thing you just said. I mean, I think that's all up to a matter of opinion because, I mean, do you like maple syrup and pancakes or do you like tacos and burritos? That's how you get swayed. Uh, the Armenian delegation arrives in Rome basically to like curry favor with Nero and see what the deal is. And they're meeting and Agrippina walks, strolls into the meeting as she was wont to do. And the Armenians are like, what the fuck is this? That's a woman. They don't know about Agrippina. And she is on her way to walk to step onto the dais alongside Nero when Seneca basically nudges Nero in the back and is like, tell her to get the fuck out of here. And he does. Wow. So Nero mm. could have decided to turn to Seneca and say, fuck you, my mom's coming with me. Instead, he goes over to his mom. He's like, you got to leave. Get out of here. Mom, I love you very much, but there's a problem. You're a woman. That's kind of what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's, she's shocked. This is an affront to her... Her, her power. Um, you know, it's small and petty, but it in a palace intrigue of an absolute monarch, the small and petty things is what's going to matter. Oh, yeah. Uh, another thing that just kind of makes their relationship even worse, Nero takes in an ex-slave as his lover. Acti is her name. Uh, and Seneca and others help him maintain this affair, while Agrippina is like, this is a fucking stupid idea. Stop sleeping with your slaves. Yeah, she did not, in our, in our episode we went over Acti, she did not like... Acti at no, all. Not at all. Uh, but Nero's beginning to flex his muscles as an emperor. Again, all this has been within like a year of him becoming crowned emperor. Um, he has Pallas, one of those freedmen that we've been mentioning, and the one who was close to Agrippina, removed from office. But he does not have him disgraced, exiled, or killed. An important distinction at this time. But still, he's gone out of the way. Then he does something that shocks the entire Roman world. Nero and the entire Roman royal family are all at a dinner. And this is in the year 55. So uh, Nero is 18, maybe. When Britannicus starts choking. Now, the royal family, each of them alone had their individual taste testers. So it wasn't like they're all at a banquet and they have one taste tester. It's like every time food is put on your plate, your taste tester takes a bite of it. Yeah. Because that's how paranoid they all were. So he wow, starts... really? Yeah, he starts seizing and is clearly dying of poisoning at this dinner table in front of everyone. Or peanuts. Mm, probably not. And Nero is just like, oh, he's just having one of his classic epileptic fix. Get him out of here. And orders <laughs> him dragged from the room while everyone knows that they're watching a 13-year-old child die. A 13-year-old child that they all kind of liked. Because everyone's kind of liked Britannicus at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, remember his dad? Remember his dad, Claudius? He's a fucking idiot. This yeah. kid's going to grow up and be hilarious. 
Nero has Britannic, had Britannicus put to death in front of everybody, including his mother. They're, everyone's kind of shocked, and then Nero basically orders them to continue having a fun dinner after they had just <laughs> seen a child die. What's the point? <laughs> Let it soak yeah. in. Let it soak in. Like, I'm here now. <laughs> no, no, no. He's like, I'm here now. Now eat and tell jokes and listen yeah. to these loot players. Don't this racist atmosphere. Oh, come on. Yeah. Don't Let's let it ruin it. your night. Keep the vibes going. Imagine that setting. You know, it's quiet. Everyone's yeah. stopped eating. There's some more tinkering on the plates and stuff. And Nero gets up and walks to the jukebox, <laughs> puts on Johnny Be Good, and starts twisting. Lights up a cigarette. <laughs> Takes yeah. out a gun, shoots a kid. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> this sounds good. We yeah. should write a show. I'm pitching to HBO or Hulu for poor. Yeah. So everyone, <laughs> not just Agrippina, is like, oh, this kid, referring to Nero, is like way crazier than we thought and way more dangerous than we thought. Because even Caligula wouldn't do something like this. Even Caligula wouldn't put a, a child to death in front of everyone else that he's related to. Mm. Um, so he, Nero is now fully in control. He kicks Agrippina out of the palace removes her personal armed guard. So now she has gone from Empress of Rome, maybe the most powerful person, not just woman, person in the all the empire to just one one other rich woman in Roman city. Mike, these are the these are the people you need if you're doing seeking arrangements, these are the types of women you gotta get after. I I wish. Yeah. So, I keep getting these like these old dudes. <laughs> I might have to bite. The, I gotta bite the bullet. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean the thing about those guys is they will put a dress on for you, so at least you can imagine. So several months after this, um, it appeared that her and Nero had sort of reached a detente and like cooled their feud. Where Agrippina tells him, "Look, all right, I'll let you be your own king. I won't be hovering over you. I won't be a helicopter tiger mom anymore." I'll just step back, and Nero's like, okay, I'll stop harassing you and, like, trying to drag you out to humiliate you. It's basically like, all right, fine, we'll call it call it quits here. Um, and then again, she disappears from the historical record for four years because she's not doing anything that the historians think is notable. Oh. Uh, there's still evidence that she is still involved in the day-to-day -day running of the Empire because from in during this period is the calmest part of Nero's reign, and, like, he's not... he Yeah, he killed Britannicus, but he's not fully crazy like we're gonna see or what like, is she do what is she doing right. choosing the official crystals of the week well it's like rome running rome was weird because the emperor had to deal with everything from like making sure there were enough legions on the borders to like deciding whether or not a guy in syria who waved at the governor was worthy of being put to death it's weird like mundane mm. like he's running day-to-day -day right. shit like that so it's all these letters pouring in from all the different parts of the empire. Like, what do we do about this? What do we do about this? And then, and mostly Nero's like, I don't give a shit. And Agrippina and others around him are running that part of the empire. Right. Gosh. And I think we saw in the Nero episode that like Nero never really wanted to like do any. He like, didn't want to be emperor. Governing. He would have been happy. He didn't want to be emperor. Didn't never want to doing do any, any of that. this. Yeah. He would have <laughs> loved Tiberius's uh, Epstein Island. Yeah, that's where he really yeah. belonged. Mm. There a blossom there. A regular old Prince Andrew. Yeah. Um, so again, she's probably still involved and just still ruling from the background, but is not as public facing as she had been with Claudius. And that was probably part of the agreement with Nero. She probably went to Nero and was like, look, I'll do all your homework, but I won't tell your teachers I'm doing it. And you go fuck around with your actor buddies. And he's like, all right. Yeah. 
Good deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, when she does reappear in the historical record, it's very unlikely that her reappearance was just like, oh, she'd been living in a villa for four years and now she's back. It was like, no, no, no. There's a, she had to have been involved. Because she's not mentioned until her demise. Now, it's going to take a long while to talk about her death. I don't know. I didn't listen to the Nero episode. How in-depth did you go with this part of his story? Because um, it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do. You, we did cover it a fair amount, if I remember. We covered, we covered yeah, we covered, like, kind of the final act of it. Um, but right. oh, wait, hold on. Wait, are we going to are we gonna address the monkey in the room? Because at least for my research, I saw the the fact that the two of them maybe did some, like, uh, some butt touching. Really, really unlikely. Most, okay. Almost right. definitely just a, like, later accusation because of how awful Nero was that they were like, yeah, and he probably fucked his mom, too. <laughs> well, I re- if I remember what you were saying, Travis, it was more of, like, her trying to seduce him as a power play. Yeah, right, that's, that's like I... the accusation is like that she was kind of so here because I to didn't... get back in to get back into I during that period when he when she exiled him I don't know these maybe may have been just accusated with the whole history historiography type of thing but at least what I saw was like the way that she kind of got back in was getting a little bit of frisky with her little son boy Nero yeah maybe I I doubt it but maybe um, however. There's, yeah, because I wrote down what the different historians all claim as the reason when Nero, like, wakes up and is like, I'm going to kill my mom. Because it's an elaborate plan that he hatches. Uh, Suetonius, tell the whole thing. Don't right. hold anything back. Yeah. What did you write? So here are the different excuses. Suetonius claims that he is paranoid of Agrippina coming after him. So he's like, I got to kill her first. For Cassius Dio, he claims that Nero's new lover, Papea, is jealous of Nero's other... One of Nero's whores that looks like Agrippina. So she's like, you're the other prostitute you're sleeping with looks like your mom, so you should kill your mom. And Nero's like, good idea. I'll that kill my mom. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and then for Tacitus, he claims that it's because Nero wanted to marry Papea, but was afraid of telling his mom about this. So instead, it was easier to just kill her. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's a fun way of going about oh, I'm kind of afraid to... Yeah. Talk to my yeah. mom about this thing. Now he can't just do the old classic way of the way emperors have been killing everyone all this time, which is send a Praetorian guard or a soldier or a slave to go stab him, because he still wants to be able to claim his mother's ancestry. So it has to look like an accident, right? Mm-hmm. So he needs to invent the first gun. So instead, what they invent <laughs> is a collapsible boat. Oh, wow. Yes, the collapsible boat. Yeah. So he is, gets this idea, no one really knows where it comes from, um, that we're going to make it look like an accident. We're going to get her on a boat somehow, and no one really knows sure how the boat thing is going to work, but either either the boat is just going to fall apart in the ocean and everyone will die. Part of the boat will just open up and the sea will swallow her, or part of the boat detaches with her on it, and then everyone else sails away while she drowns. They're all good. I like I, the last one. The last one, <laughs> the last one sounds good. Yeah. He's kind of like sent off on a dinghy. It's like a motorcycle sidecar yeah. that comes yeah. off halfway through the ride in 55. <laughs> yeah. Boom! Yeah, so this is the only, that's the plan they settle on. They were thinking about poisoning, but they couldn't figure out a way to get into her household staff. Um, and re- reportedly, Agrippina... 
because everyone else around her is poisoning, had Im- immunized herself to the most common poisons. So even if they were able to, they probably wouldn't have been able to get it done. She was immune to them. Hmm. Um, and then there's another plan where they want to like get into her bedroom when she's not there and loosen the roof, t- the tiles on the roof. <laughs> So that when she's sleeping that night, the roof tiles will just fall onto her and kill her. <laughs> oh, oh they're like, ah, too hard. We can't figure out how to do this. <laughs> they should have just swatted her when she was streaming. <laughs> yeah. She's dangerous, officers. I so dangerous. Her. She's got a gun. Um, so they get to the collapsible boat plan. <laughs> Who knows why they thought that was going to be the best idea. So Nero is uh, on the coastal villa uh, in Baye, and... He's like, Mom, let's you know, let's reconcile again. Um, I'm gonna send you my special boat, and you can come and hang out. And she's like, That's eh, my special boat, eh? <laughs> special boat? No way. Whoa, I'll walk. Gotta... Yeah, she's like, Fuck that, I'll walk. What's so special? No, you got to take my special yeah. boat. So instead of instead of the special boat, she gets in a carriage and goes down to his villa from her own. They have a dinner by all parent uh, by all sources. They say that Nero is like fawning all over her apologizing for his past wrongs they seem happy kind of she's kind of letting her guard down thinking like oh, okay maybe my son is mellowing out as he's getting older and we can reconcile and mm. there's a future for us he got he walks her out onto the docks and nero again he knows this is the end he reportedly kisses her over both of her closed eyes which is like a symbol of like knowing her death is imminent um she gets on the boat and then whatever it was that was supposed to happen on the boat, again, we don't know. It's one of the historians claims that something fell onto the boat, that that was the plan. Uh, what the, who the fuck was Where it? were they going to go? Another one claims that a different boat rammed into them, and that was the whole plan. But again, how would you know she was going to be Didn't someone just murder her on the boat and just dump her body in like, the... the who knows, Mike? <coughs> they bought the boat off Alibaba. Yeah. And <laughs> Nero's like, well, we built this boat. I want to use it. I got to yeah. see the contraption. I got to see it snap open. So there's a bunch of different accounts of this. Um, not really important, but the one that I do want to mention is that she's with a few of her friends on this boat. And oh, okay. whenever, yeah, whenever it happens, happens, they all fall off into the water. And they think that it was just an accident. So they're like calling for rescue. And one of her friends is yelling out, I'm the Emperor's mother, save me, because she thinks that'll get her saved first. And when the crew hears that, they beat her to death with the oars. (laughs) In the water. like She's in the water, and they're just whacking her with the oars until she drowns. Agrippina sees all this happening while she's out there treading, and it's been reported that she's a very strong swimmer, that when she was exiled on that island in Ponza, she would just spend her morning swimming around the island. Great. So she was just like an Olympic level swimmer. She's like, fuck this, and swims back to shore, gets back, she's got no clothes on, she's disheveled, she's wounded, she knows her son just tried to kill her now because she watched her friend get beat to death with oars. Oh, (laughs) No one likes Shirley anyway. It's midnight, Uh, she walks back to her villa, gets back, is like, now planning how she's going to get around this, she sends a messenger to Nero, um, basically saying, like, tell him I was in an accident. See how he reacts, and then come back and report to me. She's planning, plotting. Nero is a wreck. He's nervous. He's like, I hope she's dead. I hope she's dead. Gets word she's not dead. He goes, fuck, and he starts to get cold feet. There are rumors that he doesn't want to go through with it anymore, and then he gets bullied into doing it. He sends a group of ex-slaves to finish the job. They show up. She's in her bed when they get there, and she's like, she reportedly says to them, 
Um, you're either here to looking for a wounded mother and you can tell him I'm fine or you're here to kill me. And in response, they kill one of her slaves. So she stands up and lifts up her dress and points at her womb and goes, strike here. And another historian says she goes, strike here. It's where all the trouble began, referring to Nero. So they <laughs> wow. give her her wish. And this is like a noble Roman death, the fact that she like stood up and faced them. And they stab her in the gut. And Agrippina, Julia Agrippina Augusta, dies March 20th in the year 59 at the age of 43. 43? Yeah. Dang. She had done all that in 43 years. Now, a quick little bit of aftermath. I know, just listen to the Nero episode if you really want all this. Nero goes off the rails. Uh, Some say that she had been keeping him in check and that the reason he went crazy is because now she's dead, either from guilt from killing her or her not checking his impulses or him realizing, oh, I killed my mom. I can get away with anything. I can do all the weird shit that I've been thinking about. Now I can do it. Better get gay married. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Better <laughs> get gay married. Yeah, with what the, I forgot what his name was, like Nero, Big Dick Man or something. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> it's in succession. They talk about it. Nero and Sporus is the Sporus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like Large Dong Man. Uh, he finally gets back to Rome after her death. <laughs> it took him like six months to get back to the city. And instead of damning her memory, he holds celebrations and deifies her. And now everyone, everyone else had been prepared to damn her memory and like had stripped her name from all the statues and Nero shows up and he's like no she's my mom I love her and they're like you killed her he's like don't talk about that she's great except <laughs> <laughs> that one day well uh, and then then they talk about that one whore that looked like her yeah and then I think I went into a whole bunch of weird stuff about that and yeah no because that's he like kept banging. her around because he was like oh it's the spirit of right it was like he yeah my mom's still around I think I don't know. May have, maybe I maybe I'm guilty of not doing this, but I think I remember. I think I remember for that episode, I was like, "There's so many different accounts of what happened with Nero. I'm gonna choose the worst ones." Yeah. So well, I talked about like him that. banging his mom and like all that shit. Yeah. So, also, uh, the way you described uh, Agrippina's death was less dramatic but funnier. It was yeah. much funnier, but you know what? Way different. So. I'm going to say cite both of them right. on your research papers. Yeah, why not? I think I was basically like, she got to shore, and then a bunch of guys showed up and beat the shit out of her. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah. You said yeah. she swam back where they beat the crap out of yeah. her, and she did. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as you know, Nero, way deeper and deeper into depravity, plunges the empire into chaos, kills himself when it's all said and done. He's overthrown. He is the only member of the Julio-Claudian dynasty not buried with the other Julio-Claudians. Like a final bit of, like, fuck you to Nero. And Agrippina would get the final laugh because 110 years, uh, no, not 100, like 80 years after her death, the Emperor Trajan, arguably the greatest Roman emperor of all, builds a new form in Rome over the ashes of Nero's imperial palace. And who does he put on the highest statue looking over the forum? Agrippina, the first empress of Rome. Really? Yeah. Very good. Even though women not allowed in the forum... There she is. She did. There she is. She's Girl there. Boss. I said she. I knew. I said it. I said she was gonna be there in the forum with her soap shoes, grinding now, on everything. Now she's in there with. She's my era. Marble shoes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, Agrippina. Oh, uh, thanks, Connor. Yeah, thank you for bringing yeah. that in. I definitely learned a lot about Agrippina, but I'm. I, I, I gained a new fascination with Claudius. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. We had to come back to him. <laughs> we got to do Claudius. So there's a book called I, Claudius by Robert Graves that came out in like 
the 60s, I think. And it's like a fictionalized telling of all of this whole story. And then the BBC made it into like this huge television production in the 70s. And that's where the Patrick Stewart Sejanus with hair thing comes I wonder if it's oh. the guy. It's I, Claudius, the BBC series, right? Yeah. I, Claudius! And he, Robert Graves is the one who like kind of made the was one of the first people to be a proponent of, like, the maybe Claudius wasn't as dumb as we all thought. Because mm. um, there's, like, there's good evidence that he planned the overthrow of Caligula, but then there's also good evidence that he was just a bumbling fucking moron. <laughs> so it's really hard to tell. <laughs> just a sheep? Yeah. Well, I always love taking a trip down to ancient Rome. And, uh, yeah. Great research. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank thanks, you, Emma Connor. Southen, for... Doing all the hard work for me. Emma, yes. what up? Hit, thank hit you, us up, listeners. Thank you, listeners. Do you hear how humble my outro is right now, Travis? You could talk over me like that. <laughs> thank you, listeners. So much. Th- thank you, listeners. So much. I'm uh, practicing, Tom. <laughs> oh, there you go, Mike. Here, here. Mike is just here ching, hearing. Ching. Uh, thank you. And you're just here, here now with us. And you're enjoying. Yes, this is some premium ear quality. Yeah, that's right. I like, forgot I was just so entranced just listening to like most of the episode. Mike is uh, he he picked up a heroin habit, and we're uh, we're just watching. <laughs> oh. him. Mike is doodling new letters <laughs> onto the alphabet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was drawing on a piece of junk mail. Yeah, look at all those new <laughs> oh, letters. Oh yeah, I have such like bad ADD. I'm like trying to fiddle around and stuff. I just had to do something. No, well, listening. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> that you were here for the parts that you were. Yeah. Um, anyway, is, go to Patreon.com/slash/RoastMortemCast. Oh. Check us out on social medias. Google is a wonderful tool. If you don't know how to use that, what are you doing? I know I'm how to use Google. I just use all the letters I make up and put it in there. It translates it for us. Go listen to some older episodes. Uh, not that old of episodes, because... Listen to the Nero one. Yeah, <laughs> listen Continue to the story. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Yeah, make it a wild trip for yourself while you're driving from South Dakota there down to Texas to be immediately stabbed <laughs> by a homeless person. Yeah. Before that, you want to listen to this show, Okay. <laughs> We got a bunch of other Roman boys too. I, we do Theod- Theodosius the second. Uh, oh yeah, whole bunch of other Roman boys. Theo. So if you like that the shit, we got Theo. it. Someone's gonna do Claudius now. It's gonna happen. Yes. It's gonna be Tom. <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not. Shoddy not. I'm only doing actors and singers. Only. That's it. Only. I'm only doing important I'm, people. Right, I'll be John I'll be, Lennon. I'll Tom. be our classical boy. I'll get us Claudius soon. Yeah, we're gonna do a thirty-part series on John Lemons. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Shane. Good night. Thank you, Shane.